What's good, world? How y'all doing out there? I hope everyone's doing great. Today on the podcast, we have my good friend Q Freemind. Now, Q is a rapper based on the east side of Atlanta. Uh, his company is called Wild Card Entertainment, and he is one of the most interesting uh, young dudes that I talk to. Now, I'm going to live with y'all. This podcast, we we talked about some stuff. We were shooting the shit. It, it went into some weird places. Um, I think it's fun, but, you know, whatever. Just have fun with it. Enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, without any further ado, let's get into it. Are you ready? Are you ready to try? In a holy man, Zion, you got to make your decisions. But don't wait too long. Start putting shit onto the side where one's supposed to be. Dog. Got my dirty clothes with my clean, like. Dog. You know what that is? First. You know what that is? Because my girl does the same shit. Right? I, <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain it, right? I think women are just incredibly, like, territorial of certain things, right? Like women, women are very territorial. Cause I noticed this, like as soon as me and my girl moved in together, like I would put shit where I knew I could find it, right? And mm-hmm. then I would come back, and she had moved it completely. And I go, "Why did you do that?" And she goes, "It did. I didn't like it." Like when you move in with but a girl, your shit. But here's the thing: when you move in with a girl, right? Yeah. It's no longer your shit. It's our oh, shit. It's shit. no. It's our shit, right? And, like, when your girlfriend says we or your girl says we or us, that means a lot of different things, right? Mm-hmm. It's always we until it's something heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is our couch until it's time to move that big bastard out of here, right? Like, it's our couch, but it's my back. Bro, bruh. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to feel this pain. You know what I think part of it is? Most women... Not all. Most uh-huh. women have never truly had to, like, move shit the way men have to move shit. Of course. Like, when your uncles or aunts or anybody moves, mm-hmm. they call you and you have to lift every heavy thing in their house. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. And so, from a very Multiple young times. age. Yeah, from Multiple a very young times. age, you understand, like, if we, t- like, do not put shit in the walk-in house. If you put some shit mm-hmm. in front of the path to walk in. I'm going to piss me off because mm-hmm. I'm going to be carrying a goddamn heavy-ass couch and I'm going to trip over something. Mm-hmm. Now I got to put this heavy-ass couch all the way back down somewhere else. I can't sit it down where it's at. Yeah. So now we got to walk to opposite direction. Dude, I got to move this shit out the way that you just left there in the middle of the walking path and Bruh. then move it back. Bruh. But it... My bad. I had a, I had a, I had a moving experience recently. <laughs> Bro, that's the thing. So I've been... So this is this second time I've had to move in my career. And still, I've realized certain things, man. Like, dudes have things with purpose, right? Yeah. Like, dudes don't, like, that's why dudes have, like, holy underwear. Like, does the elastic still work? I it gets to stay, right? Yo, let me tell you my thing I did. <laughs> my mom and my girl been getting on me this for, like, three months. Yeah. I had holes in my socks, right? Yeah. So I would double up my socks wherever the holes didn't match. Science. And so they would, cu- they would make up for each other's holes. Yeah. And so I, then I got a full sock. I don't see what the problem is. Yeah, they were like, the why didn't is. you just buy new socks? Like, I had new socks. Bruh. But I also had old socks that were perfectly fine as long as I double them up. The I also old- realized that uh, dudes don't decorate that much. No, we don't. Like, at all. 
Like, I can't even think of how to decorate. You know what? I, I buy paintings. So I go to yeah, art shows and stuff, the, and I buy paintings. That's about it. They're basically posters. You just hang them, yeah, up hang wherever. them up. And here's the thing. You just put them wherever you feel. Like, you put that motherfucker up. I'm like, ah, I'm not feeling it. But then you leave it and go, ah, that's where it's going to live, right? Yeah. I no. put it where there's space. Not your girl. There's literally a space on the wall there. Yeah. Picture. No, not your girl. Your girl going to buy shit. Like, like, when your girl buys shit, like... She buys, like, in my opinion, it's kind of useless shit, too. Like, she'll buy, like, a big-ass palm leaf and put it in the corner. I'm like, what the fuck do we have this for? She goes, it's beautiful. It's going to die in a month. And then when it's dead, yeah. and you got to haul that piece of shit out of there. <laughs> Big-ass palm leaf. Bro. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's That was, like, the weirdest part of when quarantine started was being around my girl, like, 24, 24/7. 24-7. So what was it like? The first week one versus week two. Bro. What was week one? So, like... Was week, week one, like, oh, we get to spend so much time together. Kind of. It was kind of like that, right? Yeah. But kind of not, right? So, what was fucked up was, like, the week all this started... Like, the week COVID started, it was, like, when, like, like uh, grocery stores started running out of toilet paper and shit. Yeah. And my girl was like, we gonna buy groceries. I'm like, bet. She goes, I'll just go online and order them. And I'm like, oh, so you don't know how, like, pandemics work, do you? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I'll order them and then we she can just go, and then we can go pick them up. And then like I'm like, all right. And then like all they got her was like some cans and shit. Like, look, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow at six a.m. and we go on the Asian food market, right? So then <laughs> we get there and it's a big ass line. And she's like, what should we buy? And I'm like, fucking rice and beans, dog. That's all you need. Like if the shit hits the fan, Hell yeah, bro. If the shit hits the fan, we ain't got no room for fucking Hershey's. Rice either. and beans last forever. For, bro, big facts. Yeah. Rice and beans, water. We don't need nothing else. She goes, Brandon, you're a savage. You don't have any taste. Because at that moment, like, you didn't know. Yo, that's the thing. I already told my girl, if the zombies come, I'm leaving you. It's over. Our relationship is over. <laughs> it's the zombies did it. Blame it on the zombies while you lonely. Bro. Because my girl does not understand. Yeah. Like, it's fucking zombies yeah. outside. No, they she... will kill you. You mm-hmm. will get infected. And I will blow your head off before that shit. No. Hits your veins. Bro, I, I told my girl like, this. It's survival. I said, um, that's one of the biggest things that keeps me from being a dad. Because as a dad, <laughs> all right, in a zombie apocalypse, the biggest liabilities in your life are your wife and kids. Oh, yeah. Bro, like, the shit could be popping off. You could come in the house covered in fucking blood, right? You come in, slam the door. We got to go. First thing out of, your, out of your girl's mouth. What's going on? What's going on? Why are you covered in blood? Exactly. The we questions. need to go somewhere. You need to shower first. Exactly. Why are you off. covered in blood? You're scaring me. No time to explain. Pack things, go. She goes, no, Garrett, we've talked about this. We have to explain our feelings. Bitch, we got to go. I'm a bitch now? And your kid comes down the hall. What's wrong, Papa? Go get your things. No, Gary. Don't get your See, things. My girl understands. I've been in a situation. Like, the, uh, the night my uncle got killed, my girl was at the house mm-hmm. a couple years ago. And I walked upstairs. I was going to get some water. Mm-hmm. And everybody's in the hallway looking at each other like somebody died because yeah, somebody did. somebody did. And so they was like, Jamal just got killed. Let's go. Yeah. And so I walked downstairs and I'm like, bae, let's go. Mm-hmm. What? What? What happened? No time to talk. People are, people got killed. Yeah. Let's go. Shit and happened. she was like, oh, shit. Niggas dead. Time to go. And she didn't ask no more questions. And I was like, I love her. <sighs> that was like, that, that would have been a make or break moment for our relationship <sighs> right at that moment. But she also is afraid of roaches. Like, and she will lose her mind. Mm-hmm. And it will turn into World War Three because a single roach was in the next room over. Dude, women are bloodthirsty. They are. Have you ever noticed whenever there's a roach or a spider in the house, he got to die? Yeah. You can't pick him up and take this him is, outside. This is what I realized. You gotta men, kill him. Men and women. And they stand over you and watch you do it, too. Make that's sure. true. <laughs> it's like some gladiator they shit. Do. They, look from a distance. they look from a distance. Is he dead? 
good. Realize <laughs> women are just as violent as men. Oh yeah. Easily. Oh but this yeah. is the thing. Men, we're physically violent. Yeah. So if we don't like something, we don't we're like, let me punch it away. Mm-hmm. We're, we're like superheroes. We're like, I'm going to punch it away. Yeah. Superman. Then you get it out of yourself. You're like, ah, punch Women it. are fucking Lex Luthor. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, They're yeah. going to emotionally manipulate you and everyone you love to get their way. And Dude, they will destroy you, every relationship and your reputation. Bro, have you seen, like, so, like, the, the main difference they found between, like, male serial, serial killers and female serial killers, beyond, yeah. besides the fact there are fewer female serial killers, right? That makes sense. But, like... With female serial killers, they find that they kill out of, like, anger and passion. And they just don't, like... So a dude serial killer, like, he'll have his kink. Like, he, like, cut your throat and then, like, leave you there, right? Female serial killer will, like, stab you a hundred times, cut your dick off, and then put it in your ass. And then, like, write asshole on your forehead. Like, there's, <laughs> like there was emotions to this, right? Or, like, anytime, like, a woman, like, murders her husband or something, like, she'll stab the motherfucker. Like, dude... I forgot who it was. She she'll draw. Her. She'll draw an emoji on the wall. Bro, yeah. That you use under that bitch picture on Instagram. She was, like, I remember this but one you know lady, why she did it. She stabbed her husband 58 times, left, came back the next day, shot him twice, <laughs> and then turned what? herself like, bro, like the motherfucker is dead, dead, bro. Yeah, that one. She's, she but was I, never going to get over that. I think that's what it is, bro. Because men, I've always said this, right? Um, mm-hmm. One of the reasons I don't think that women rule the world is because like they don't build like women like the Rock, right? That's true. So like women, we can overpower them. Yeah, so we can just say no. Yeah, that's the only thing men got going for us. We can lift heavy shit, but like yeah. women are good at like communicating, right? That's like got to be their strength. That's true. I always say like, obviously you look who the president is. Our society doesn't exactly push the most intelligent people to the top. Oh fuck no! But fuck no. one thing I give Trump on. This is what I always say. He's a fucking genius. He's a genius at reading a crowd. Oh, fuck And at yeah. knowing how to read a crowd and knowing how to pick up on that energy and tell people what they like to hear. And that way, he's a master communicator. Dude, like he's, he's, just a fucking, said. he's a stand-up comic. They, he is. But he is. And stand-up comics are fucking... Because guess what they do every single day, every single night? You go out there, and everyone stares at your face. Mm-hmm. It's like, make me laugh, bitch. I'm trying to have a good time, <laughs> and it's all on you. This your moment of glory. Don't don't lose it. Bruh. And you have to deliver every single night. I had to edit this video for this guy who wanted he wanted like this anti-Trump thing. Like, he'd written a song and everything. Yeah. So I was just like looking at hours and hours of like Trump-like footage. Jeez, Dude. that sounds miserable. It wasn't. He's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, if he wasn't the president, we'd look back on that shit and go, that guy was insane. I laugh at it now. He says shit that's just like, did he just say that? Exactly. And, like, the, the funniest part was, like, when they would have him in the debates and everyone else is trying to act presidential and he's, like, he doesn't give a he's fuck. flinging, like, one-liners, bro. He's fucked, bro. And you know why? He's been on TV. Yeah, exactly. His entire life. He's been doing interviews. Yeah. And he's been, he's been an firing motherfuckers. He's been a he's an entertainer. He's a he's a reality star. Bro. And so you can't take him on fucking reality TV with all these people who sit behind desks and sit in boardrooms oh, yeah. and talk to go to fundraisers and expect them to perform. Like he's gonna fucking destroy them. And then the thing about it too is he doesn't give a fuck and he doesn't apologize ever. No, nah, he has that perfect that comment, like lie denying blame. Yeah, like doesn't he's a, he's a comment to the death. Doesn't give a fuck, and that's what people. I think that's what people love about him, right? I think it is. Like, there's like this. There's something that comes with a guy that strong man. Like, I haven't figured out. Follow me, because um, he's confident about everything. Yeah, they're like, Mr. He Trump, what do, you, what do you think about the coronavirus? <clears throat> first off, I, nobody know more about this shit than me. I'm the motherfucking president. <laughs> <laughs> 
First off, just gonna let you know, nobody knows more than me, right? And we gonna solve it. I've been stashing bleach for Bruh. ten years, getting ready for this shit. I'm never gonna get sick, bro. But it was a, it was a perfect storm that got him elected, right? Because you had to choose between him and Hillary, right? Mm-hmm. People may not have liked Trump, but everyone Everybody hates Hillary. Him. This is why I think people don't people miss about Trump is that Trump isn't just this anomaly. Trump no. is the product of decades of politics. Oh, decades fuck of America. Mm-hmm. Like if you have people like there was the twenty two thousand eight recession. Mm-hmm. My mom lost her job at a twenty. In, Right when that happened, my mom and my dad. My mom just the last two months started making the same amount of money she was back then. Fuck. Yeah. And they don't realize that most people haven't really recovered. No. They never understood that. And so people are suffering, but everyone's walking around telling them things are great. Look at the stock market. And Trump is the only person that said things are wrong. Something's wrong. And yeah. People are like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck it is, but something is wrong. He's the only person who seems to understand something's wrong. Who is it? It's the goddamn Mexicans. Well, I ain't heard nothing else. It kind of sound right. I have seen more Mexicans around. They do have a lot of children. It must be the fucking Mexicans. I, this guy's on to something. Fuck those fucking Mexicans. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. It wasn't, he's not a, it wasn't an anomaly. No. Bro, the thing about it was like, so when Obama was president, like Obama like represented what everyone thought America could be, right? Obama sold the myth. That's what I always say. He sold the myth? He sold the myth of like... Where some man is going to come in, like you said, people love the strong man. I'm going to come in and I'm going to change everything and I'm going to yeah. make your lives better and I'm going to be strong. And it's this great moment of of social, um, you know. But I don't think he didn't necessarily come on with like a strong thing. But, but he, his, his thing, thing was, was like, hope. Yes. What is hope? He's that the hope. Him saying that was selling the myth because mm-hmm. the myth is that the American dream that if I work hard and I just hope. And I try really hard. Things yeah. will get better. If I work hard and like I, I just, believe like you, and I pray to Jesus. What, that myth, believing in that myth gives you hope. It keeps you going. Mm-hmm. That's what Obama sold. It's mm-hmm. the same thing churches do. <laughs> they, they've been doing it. I was like, Obama, I said a song. I was like, Obama ain't the first to sell the Pope the po, po false hope. Bro. But and it wasn't he even. sold the myth. What I think is happening now because coronavirus and Trump is people are starting to see that the myths are bullshit. Like what we was talking about in the car, how yeah. like you realize nobody's in control. There's nobody at the wheel. Like everybody's in the back seat and they're enjoying the car ride. And they're like, "Hey, are we there yet?" And they're like, "I don't know. Let's go ask the driver." And then you go and there's no one in the driver's seat and y'all just rolling downhill on the side of a mountain. That's I think this year everyone's starting to see like the myth is falling apart. Like, oh, I just gotta work hard and I'll be successful, mm-hmm. even though that's never really been true. It's a, it's a lot of luck involved and. Oh, it's a, a ton bunch of, of factors. A bunch of stuff involved. It's not just if you work hard, you're going to be successful. But people believed in it. Mm-hmm. So they keep going. Like, people think, I could just be an entrepreneur and I'm going to be successful in business when really there's a couple of businesses that control everything. Bro, you know but what? People piss- are now realizing, oh, the government really just works for these bunch of people. They don't, oh, yeah. These corporations, they don't work oh, for yeah. them. The myths are starting to deteriorate. Yeah. Well, it's more transparent than ever, right? Yeah. Like, they can't hide it. Everything's fa- falling apart. First thing I don't like is, like, all right entrepreneurship right like if you're gonna be an entrepreneur go be an actual entrepreneur but like if you fucking start with like amway or some shit yeah. and you sell like bullshit powders you're not an entrepreneur <laughs> but like you're, you're not an entrepreneur right you're literally selling someone else's product you're not an entrepreneur yeah. go fuck yourself but like <laughs> like i think trump in a lot of ways too is the mirror right he is like you can't say like it was part like it was perfect when 
he ran against Hillary because Hillary would be like, you're a liar. And he'd be like, bitch, who lying? Benghazi? Ah, yeah. Then she called black people super predators. That's how that's how um toxic couples argue. Bro. That's what it sounds like. This is exactly what it is. I couldn't like my biggest knock on Hillary was she fumbled the presidential dick. <laughs> no, if you the first, no, if you're the first lady, that's your you gotta handle that. Oh yeah, that's part of being the first lady. If you if we Marines and we're in a fucking Humvee and someone throws a grenade in that bitch, someone gotta jump on it. Hillary, mm-hmm. that's you. I agree. And it just ended up in some intern's mouth. Fuck out of here. Oh, I said that. I was like, Michelle Obama, she has one of the greatest skills in the world. She figured out who dick she need to fuck. Dumb. Here's the thing about <laughs> Michelle Obama, too. That's a powerful lady. She is. She's smart as shit. She's smart as fuck. And like, in a lot it's of ways, too, that couple represented like what a lot of people think is a perfect relationship. It's the idea. That's what I said. Well, Obama even, sold them the idea. It's not even the idea, right? I like their relationship because both of them have sovereignty over each other. Like, Obama... Could handle his shit, Michelle could handle her shit, and then they came together and they're one thing. Yeah. But now they she, made each other better. Everybody brought something to the table. Exactly. Significant to the table. Exactly. Now then you look at like Trump and his wife, and you're just like, oh, she's here because she's hot. Yeah, exactly. 100%. He knew that. <laughs> he know that. She knows she's he knows she's there for the money. He doesn't give a fuck. His whole entire life, oh. every woman has always been there for the money. It ain't nothing different. Oh my God. Do you think there's a P tape? I, I don't think there is. But here's the thing. I think there's other shit. If there was a P tape and it came out tomorrow on like Pornhub, what I do think there is is evidence of Trump sleeping with little girls on Epstein's island. Oh fuck yeah! There's definitely. Oh fuck there's yeah! There's a there's a um, Fox News did a video of like Epstein mm-hmm. and like the other chick, like mm-hmm. the, the, the madam I call her the madam. Um, I forgot the chick name, but they know who you talk. They cropped. They photoshopped. Trump out of the picture. Mm-hmm. They didn't even edit him out. Yeah, they like completely photoshopped him out, like it ne- like he never existed out of it. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, that to me just was like a red flag that they knew that motherfucker was on there. And he was the fucking thing, with little girl. It wasn't the thing about like Epstein shit, right? Is it wasn't just Trump, and it wasn't no, no, no. just it was, it was Clinton. A bunch of people. It was, it was everybody. Fucking everybody, yeah. right? Like there's an island in um off the coast. Like in the Keys in Florida, mm-hmm. where like Oprah has, a, a, like Oprah has a place there, and like a bunch of super rich movie stars have it there, and they all just live on it. They have this like summer home where they go to this island, and it's basically just a bunch of super rich A list celebrities mm-hmm. that just hang around each other. Yeah, like Harrison Ford has a place there on the island. Epstein's Island is kind of like that, where these super rich people just live in that place but you probably it's all of it's probably so many motherfuckers dude have you seen like google like epstein with famous people right yeah he's hanging out with everyone like it's not just hanging out like oh y'all trying to come to the casa this weekend yeah like dog and then the way he died right yeah it was real it was real weird that's when i say like the the lines have become so blurred that everyone's just like that was obviously he was obviously murdered right yeah that was we need to make this guy disappear. I know motherfuckers, and I'm broke, mm-hmm. that I can call and make motherfuckers disappear. Oh, everyone does. I know a couple people. I've called them off of motherfuckers before, Bruh. So I know if I'm the fucking president or I'm goddamn a list celebrity, and I got I can find somebody. You know, it's uh, in that prison to slip something in his drink. You also think that's how they say like uh, Scientology works. Like once you get into like the upper levels of it, so like. Yeah. Once you get to like Tom Cruise level, right? So Tom Cruise is like the third most important guy between behind like Elrond and mm-hmm. uh, Miscavige. They said like once you get to that level, um, you can like make people disappear. 
Cause like the thing about I like, wouldn't be surprised cause, cause they do like isolate you from society Dude that's shit So it's like you're already completely isolated from society And your family members and stuff So they could just pretend like you still there Cause you know how you, They sent you one of their other compounds David Miscavige the dude who runs it Yeah Ain't no one seen his wife in like a minute <laughs> Yeah You know what you seen the interview with his dad When they were like sending guys after his dad And they caught the guys And the guys had like a bunch of Bro, guns and yeah. shit I was like what the fuck That is wow how do you dedicate? How do people dedicate to weirdo shit like that? This is this is why I think it is why people join cults and stuff. Is because people is, are social animals, and our survival for millions of years depending on being a part of a group. Yeah. If you got pushed out of your group, or your group didn't like you and said, "Bitch, fuck you," you were probably gonna die. Big die. You were gonna die quick. Yeah, yeah. And so that was one of the worst things that could happen to you was being away from your yeah, group. being isolated. And so we have a very strong instinct. To be part of a group and to fit in with a group because our lives depended on it. And that instinct is still there. So people will find a way to join a group. And once they be- start to become a part of a group and they start to feel some sense of acceptance, that instinct kicks in. Mm-hmm. Even though we don't live, you know, where we're getting hunted down by lions and shit anymore. We still have that instinct. And so that desire and instinct to have to fit into a group pushes your brain to believe all kind of crazy shit. You would do people do all kind of crazy shit to fit in with a group. Like motherfuckers in Florida licking popsicles after <laughs> each other during COVID nineteen. <laughs> That's not because they think it's a good idea. They just want to taste what what a popsicle tastes like when you spit on it. It's because they want to feel a part of the group, the yeah. part of what's going on at the moment. And that's the reason why it cults get people who are sense who have that instinct like heightened. Mm-hmm. They're more sensitive to it, or they're they're been pushed away and feel alienated by society or their family. So they're looking for that acceptance because for millions of years, if you got pushed out by your family, you're about to die. You better find a new group real fucking quick. You know that's what they so think. That's, uh, cra- that's what I think it is. That's what they think. That's of why a- people don't wear fucking masks. <laughs> It's Maybe. our team. When people get a part of our team, just my group, mm-hmm. they'll do anything to be a part of the group and be part of the team. Even if it's stupid, like lifting popsicles that is not wearing masks. That's actually very, very true, right? Yeah. So they, they um, there are some anthropologists that, you know, like how some people get like extreme stage fright when they talk in front of people? Yeah. There are some people that suggest that comes from the fact that back in the day, if you were alone, like if you were singled out by the group and you were talking to everyone, Ooh, you were more than likely having to explain why they shouldn't kill you. Or you were the leader. It was one or the other. Yeah. But it's, that's, that's a different feeling, right? If you if you know you're not the leader and everybody's like, yeah. all right, what's going on? And everyone's like, what like, the fuck's wrong with Carl? Fuck. Yeah. Bro, but that's, that's super true. Humans do um, seek to be a part of groups. And it's, all, it's very weird to see how much of... Um, People, how much of your individual self you give up to be a part of a group, right? It is. And I think a lot of times we naturally adjust and you know to be accepted mm-hmm. without even noticing it. That is true. We all do it. That's true. And we don't even notice it. We might notice it later, like shit you did in middle school, shit you oh, yeah. wore in middle school. That shit was goddamn stupid. But everybody was rocking it. And you weren't going to show up to school wearing certain stuff because guess what? They were going to fucking ridicule you. The group was going to say no. And so you can show it with fake ass J's on. There, remember bathing apes? Remember yeah. when everyone needed a pair Everybody, of bathing apes? Them shiny little pattern. It was the bathing apes and then clear forces. 
Oh, them shits were terrible. Bruh. I never had a pair, but I know niggas. I remember when them shits, uh, it's like, it was right after Soldier Boy had just popped off. And everyone was dressing like an asshole. (laughs) Like, (laughs) everyone was wearing, like, triple X, like, tall tees with, like, baggy ass shorts. (laughs) They had, like, the towel that they carry around and shit. Then you had, like, either all white forces with crew socks or you had bathing apes, right? Mm -hmm. And it was just like, if you didn't have these things, you were the weirdo. And I remember, like, when Soldier Boy came out, I would listen to his music and I'm like, this, this is fucking terrible, right? Like at that, yeah, I was. knew it was terrible. I know it was terrible too. Um, but I remember, though. like, I would say it. I'd be at a party, like, this is awful. They're like, man, you just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Now who fucking with Soldier Boy? Nobody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that is that's true, bro. And I mean, you see it even more today because of like the rise of social media in our lives, right? It is. So like the algorithms are designed in such a way. So basically, so take Facebook for example. Yeah. That algorithm is designed to keep you um, constantly interacting with Facebook. So it'll show mm-hmm. you things that get you to interact. So if you're normal, you're like into puppies and your aunt, what the fuck she's doing. But most people, they go on there and they want to argue about nothing. Yeah. So if you're fucking pro-Trump, you want to hear every negative story about Joe Biden. If you're mm-hmm. pro-Biden, you want to hear every negative thing about Trump, right? Then you end up exiling people who have different opinions from you. You push them out. And then you end up building like these echo chambers where you just repeat yeah. shit. That's why I think women are crazy. Just in general? Yeah, just a little bit. They're a little bit crazy in general. Because this is what happens. Like, a girl will feel like because she feels a certain way, that means it's reality. Yes. And then she'll tell it to her friends, and her friends care about her emotions. Mm-hmm. So they say, yes, girl. And then they pass it around the table, and then they get back to her. And she's like, I've been justified. Yes. And then she says some even crazier shit. And then her friend's like, oh, she really cares about this. And yes. so they go, it goes all back around the table again. And the <laughs> shit just spirals out of fucking control. And they go fucking crazy. And then they'll say some wild shit to us. And we'll go, what? Bruh. Yeah. That, well, I've seen it live. I've seen it live. And it's also, I think men and women operate differently, right? Yeah. So women... Um, Operate. They're more emotional. They're more in touch with their emotions, and it's also more acceptable for women to be emotional, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason if you see a girl crying in public, you go, "Oh my god, are you okay?" If you see a dude, it's like, "Hey, my nigga, fucking pull it together, right?" Yeah. Um, like, hey, the only reason we on top right now is because we push that shit down and run <laughs> beats to be down. Bro, that's the thing I, I realized. That's <laughs> push that shit I, down and run shit. I realized that you start my, being emotional, women are gonna take over, all right? <laughs> bro, that's one thing I realized in my relationship, right? My girl. My girlfriend has yelled at me. I don't think I've ever yelled at my girlfriend. Ever. Ever. No matter how mad I've gotten. But my girlfriend has yelled at me over anything. Mm-hmm. Right? My girlfriend has yelled at me a shit ton. And it's not like... Because most of the times I got it coming, right? But yeah. I know the reason she does it is because like, if she don't, I won't... I you probably won't, won't listen. You won't give a fuck. Yeah, I won't give a fuck. Like, she's, she's got to be emotional. She's got to show emotion. And even then, I'm just like, okay, I'm just not... What did, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> or, like, women give little signs, and they expect us to pick up the little signs. No, that's the thing. It's because women are... They know, they know it's details. They're more social... Yeah, they're more socially aware than men. Oh, yeah. Men are more, like, environmentally aware, so we'll notice some shit happening down the street and be yeah. like, all right, something ain't right. That mm-hmm. motherfucker just, what well, he looking, turning his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That ain't normal. This nigga up to some shit. Bro, Women won't right. even notice that, but they'll understand the social dynamics of a group yeah. 10 times better than guys. Oh, fuck. So me. you'll like go to a party, you'll laugh and smile mm-hmm. and you'll be driving home like, that was fun. Like, so, 
when you when you when you gonna try to fuck her? And you like, whoa, what are you talking about? We just had a conversation. That bitch. But I she see. knew the signs that the other chick was showing. Right. And that the other chick looked at her a certain way. Yeah. And so she knew because she do the same shit mm-hmm. that the other chick was slowly trying to plant seeds Bruh. to later sprout. <laughs> to later sprout. To y'all fuck you fucking her. That, Bruh. That's what it. And so women are very socially aware. Yeah. Very. Dude, I remember... It's, it's kind of scary when you really think about it and you pay attention to it. Oh, yeah. Girls got to figure it out. Dude, dude yeah. have you seen Gone Girl? Oh, my God. I saw that, that movie. I saw that shit. Jesus Christ. Bruh, I didn't want to date for a couple of years because that movie's super... <laughs> the way I love about that movie is kind of... It's the idea of everybody's playing a role in wearing a mask. Yeah. I always go back to that idea. Mm-hmm. And, like, that movie show, like, she was wearing a mask the whole time. Bruh. He was also wearing a mask the whole time. And when the mask came down, nobody liked what they saw. But here's the thing. She was able to keep her, like, she didn't have just one. She had, like, three or four, right? Yeah. And she, nev- no, she never had to come clean. Mm-mm. The only person That's, she came clean to was her husband. She just looks at him. I can do that shit whenever yeah, I want. Yeah, that to me is like a more extreme version of like how I said women are so socially aware. They know how to manipulate social situations. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's fucking it's fucking incredible. Same way we know how to manipulate furniture and we move <laughs> that shit out the house. We got to do that shit every goddamn year. But here's the thing: somebody. it's because dudes are task based <laughs> creatures. Like men are see problem, fix problem. Right? We're not. Yeah. And then, like, we're not even gonna like call anyone unless you absolutely need it. Like, if it's like, oh, the radiator's broken, like, you're gonna go down there, you're gonna fix that shit, right? And mm-hmm. I don't want to. And then, like, once we're in the middle of it, like, there's no stopping, right? No, no, no. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Yeah, we're trying to fucking something. finish this, right? That's like, like, while you're like, when you go on a road trip, your old man is just like, look, we're on the I-10 by 10. Nobody's pissing because he's trying to finish yeah, the fucking task. It. Bro, have you seen? Um, have you been hearing about like Amber Heard? Uh, I remember her from like. Back back in the day, I don't know what she up to now. Dog. So she was dating Johnny Depp. Really? Yeah. Oh. But it's, oh, it's about to be on some Gone Girl shit, right? So her and so she accused Johnny Depp of basically me tooing and abusing her, mm-hmm. right? She even put out a video of her with bruises, and she said that Johnny did it, right? Mm-hmm. This nigga lost um, Pirates of the Caribbean, lost a bunch of sponsorships Jesus and shit. Christ. Plot twist. I think I remember something about... I don't, I don't want to pay attention to it. I think I remember something like that. Plot twist. Yeah. She hired a makeup artist to put those bruises on her to lie about it. That's wild. It gets deeper. Then, turns out, she was cheating on him with Elon fucking Musk. <laughs> Damn. In his bed. And while we're talking about the bed, shot a deuce in it. Ah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Shot a deuce in it. That's wild. But nobody's freaking out. Because it's just some celebrity shit. But here's the thing, like nobody can, when a, cares. When a, I, I realized this um, when when Ray remember Ray Rice mm-hmm. um, hit his girl in the elevator the same yeah. year Solange hit Jay Z in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Why did we freak out more with Ray Ray, Ray Rice and Solange? For why this is why I think it's different, mm-hmm. or why society says it's different. Because well, society is like so now we're pushing towards this thing of equality. Everyone yeah. has to be equal. There's no men. There's no women. There's no genders. We're just all equal humans, right? But when See, some I don't believe that. No. Well, here's the thing. What do I you... believe we're all equal as human beings, but I don't think we're all the same. Yeah. Like, there's differences. Yes. Like, men are built different than women. Yeah. Like, I always say this. Men, on average, are a little bit stronger than women. 
Yes. So if you say in, in, any in, random in general, man, just any say. random man or random woman say who's stronger, a man will be stronger sixty percent of the time. Yes. I Means yeah. a woman that's forty percent is pretty good. Yeah. But if you say we're looking at the strongest man and the strongest woman, the man is going to be ten times stronger than the woman every single fucking time. Yeah. It's a reason there's no woman in the NBA. Because the best female player in the world cannot make the bench. It's just is. Just when you get to the ex- small differences in the average make big differences yeah. at the extremes. Yeah. I think that's for me, that's what was wrong about what happened in the elevator. Yeah. Like it's for me it's less of man versus woman, it's more of strong in the weak. Yeah. Cause like if Ronda Rousey run up on me, she's like one thirty five. I don't give a fuck. And I'm one fifty. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I'm I'm calling the cops. No, you have she's a, a threat. That bitch got a she highlight be, tape. So it ain't like yeah, I gotta defend you. bigger than me. No, yeah, yeah. No, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if I'm bigger than you. That's Ronda Rousey. That bitch got a highlight we tape. We almost defend exactly. I, I don't give a fuck. So I ain't even gotta like She's judo, your your weight don't matter. No, bro, she gonna punch. I don't give judo punch. I don't give a fuck, bro. <laughs> I don't give yeah, a to shit. Me, that to me, that's different. She that's got different. a highlight tape. That's no longer the strong picking on the weak. She's the strong now. Like, exactly. She's picking on the weak. I always Take said, this bitch to jail. I always said I wouldn't mind dating Ronda Rousey because if we go down a dark alley, at least now I know how it feels to be feel, to feel safe. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> right? You hear the bump of the night. Ronda, get up. Oh, big facts. I heard something. Ronda, there's some shit down there. <laughs> I'll, I'll back you up. <laughs> You're like, you the man relationship? You go get it. Am I? Yeah. But like the thing with the Amber Heard thing that kind of that kind of pisses me off, right? Yeah, is like especially if, since we're living in this whole post Me Too, everyone's equal. We need to make sure none of this shit happens. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever like a, when I'm not saying that all women are lying, right? The vast majority yeah. of them are actually telling the truth. Which, but yeah. when you have that one woman who lies, dude, it spoils it for they everybody. Because like they'll they, they like so now he's suing her for like a shitload of money, and rightfully so because she's taken away his life in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, he should. Are you familiar with the case of Brian Banks? Mm-mm. Brian Banks was a football player, right? Yeah. I think he went to USC. Don't quote me on that. He was a football player, played linebacker, generational talent, hella good. Yeah. White girl says he raped her, right? He gets put away for like 10 years, and then she's all like, oh, no, I didn't. Oh, that's So bullshit. then, he, basically, he lost his entire playing career, and he sued the state, and he got like 2.8, but still. That man lost 10 years of his life and nothing happened to her. That shit always yeah. makes me really, really uncomfortable. Not to mention you, you a rapist in prison. Bruh. But not even that. Like, you go through the whole... Cause he's like, for 10 years, people thought you were a rapist. Yeah. And for 10 years, you're, you didn't get to see family events. You didn't get to do shit. It had, you was taken. And on top of that, you knew you were right. Yeah. But you still had to get locked away, right? And then... What makes it even more disturbing to me is like whenever you see one of those cases, it makes people cast down on every other like person who's being real. Mm-hmm. I think that's how like Weinstein got away with what, what he was doing for a while, and like same with Cosby. Both of those yeah. guys are weird. Part part of that is weird because like it's fucked up. 100%. Super fucked up. It's super fucked up. Hundred None of that shit should ever happen at all. Deserve to be in jail. But I also think this: most normal people. That say Epstein is so terrible, or Bill Cosby is so terrible, or even like Weinstein would probably do similar things if they had that much amount of influence yeah. and power. Think about all the freaky, crazy shit motherfuckers yeah. look up online on their Pornhub searches and stuff. But here's the thing: the thing is, when you have infinite money and infinite access to women, yeah, you get a chance to actually try some of the crazy shit in the back of your head. Like I think of crazy, wild sex shit oh, yeah. all the time. Oh fuck like, yeah, ah, that's just wild. Go on, rub out my day. I don't think about it that much. But if I had infinite money and infinite oh, women. Yeah. If you can make it happen. 
I'll probably be like, eh, why not? I might as well. That's the thing. Like when you see and like, um, you like, oh, well, I tried that. That was good. What else can I try? And then eventually you have a sex line with a little girl. Yeah. Not everybody. Not, but, see, not, I, not everybody go down that route. Yeah. But you see the extremities of it all the time. Yeah. That's like when you like, if, like you ever notice how like, um, like pop stars, right? When they get super, they get rich, super young. So like 17, yeah. like 20, they got like $20 billion. They got like basically Justin Bieber, right? <laughs> Justin yeah. Bieber, like, that man's balls got to be dry. Like, that man had to be, like, crushing puss from, like, 16 to, like, Probably. whenever. And I'm not talking, like, whatever he wanted kind of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would Literally, that, almost any woman he want, anytime he want. That's the thing about dudes, right? Dudes are used to having to play the odds, right? So, like, me and you, we're not rich, right? So, oh, no. Nah. Yeah, so if we go out to the club, right, it's not even a 50-50. It's like a 30. Oh, no. We got, like, a 25% Yo, chance. Yo, this is my thing. If I... I, I can be have no game. I can shoot one for twenty. Yeah. If I just shoot enough shots, yeah. Eventually, I'm gonna hit that buzzer beat. Exactly. Here's the thing: you got to keep jacking, right? I just so got to keep jacking. If you That's go, it. If we go out to the club five days a week, right? Maybe you get one girl a week to say what's up. Yeah. And then out of a month, you probably smashing twice, and that's a good month. That's a good month. But when you're fucking Justin Bieber. What oh, is you're no? hitting ninety five percent? Ninety five? You think it's ninety five? On like supermodel? You think it's ninety five? I mean, I think it's like a hundred. I don't know. Probably hundred. Probably a hundred. You might be right. It's somewhere up there where it's just a no. Is like even huh? then, what the, the fuck you mean? The girl was like, I don't shit. do that. No, call her friend. And the next, you know, she's DMing you. She's like, you know what? I think I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird way to live. Yeah, it that's is. A weird, that's it's what got and me. excuse your reality. I realized that from like I oh yeah. I was telling you in the car like a couple months ago. I was like hosting parties for politicians mm-hmm. and talking with developers about one point two billion dollar developments and putting together Zoom calls Making between moves. us and his financial firms in Dallas with a one point five billion dollar hedge fund. Mm-hmm. And now I'm back working retail. But the thing, <laughs> yeah, that's how life works. You know, in the pandemic. But the thing I realized from being around those rich people is that they live in a completely different reality. Oh, yeah. The, the reality and their expectations and what they see is like how the world functions is completely different. Mm-hmm. And it, a lot of it to us will sound like, oh, that's obviously wrong. But if you look at it from their perspective, it makes perfect sense. But here's the thing, too. Like, when you get to be like a billionaire, right? Yeah. You've obviously done something right. So, like... You have a tendency to just trust yourself outside of people, right? Like, think about yeah. a guy like fucking Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos ain't got to listen to fucking nobody. Hell no. <laughs> like, literally ain't got to listen to fucking nobody. I think could buy countries if he wanted to. If he just feel like it tomorrow, he could probably buy some country. Not like some, some not, legit Not like country. no bitch-ass country. Like he, not I feel like, like some legit country. I feel like he could buy France if he wanted to. Probably. hundred billion? Bro. Easily buy France. He still have a couple of billion left over. Still the richest motherfucker. Bro, wouldn't even wouldn't even put a dent. He just be like, I bought France. It's my summer country. <laughs> 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 Bro, but like when you like get to that kind of level, right? One, you understand what's possible, right? So like when you're like Jeff Bezos or even like Elon Musk, right? You understand what it's like to go from nothing to something and all the things that happen in between. So what's branching out and doing something different, right? You kind of just copy the formula. Mm-hmm. But when you're like on our level, like. We don't come from like money or nothing like that. You just see that and you're just like, how the fuck do you get there? Yeah. I was thinking, I had this conversation with my dad and he was like, the way they look at it is if I give you $2,000 and you ain't do nothing with it, how rich people look at poor people, why well, I'm going to give you 20000 Yeah. You can't do nothing with that. Then why would I give you 200000 You got to prove to me you could do it, something with 2000 first. Yeah. But then I responded with this. 
if you have the budget, a two-day budget, you're going to plan out your move for the next two days. Mm-hmm. If you have a two-week budget, you're going to plan out for two weeks. What happens when you're fucking Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos and you have a 200-year budget? Yeah. Imagine the kind of shit that it's allowed for you to budget for now and you can plan out your life ahead now mm-hmm. when it's 200 years. Yeah, I'm going to shoot some shit to space. It don't got to do nothing for me in the next 20 fucking years. I got a 200-year plan. Yeah. And I got the money to do it. Yeah. That's the kind of way, like, having money changes the way you even see mm-hmm. your day-to-day life and world. Just that simple. Can money make you happy? Um, all the studies, the psych- psychological studies showing it, show that it, it does make you happy up to a certain extent. I've, I've read one that said... Uh, after a hundred thousand dollars a year, your level of happiness does not decrease. Yeah. So most of them is around one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. I don't. It kind of. I don't. Believe it kind of levels off. I don't it goes it it. up, but it, it kind of shoots up to like seventy-five to hundred thousand, and then it kind of plateaus. You've never seen anyone crying on a jet ski. That's true. You've never seen anyone in a Lamborghini just. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> now motherfuckers <laughs> crash Lamborghinis because they depressed now. Okay, I will but take I, that one back. But you've never seen anyone suicide themselves on a fucking jet but ski. I, but I have. That's another thing being around super rich people is I think it sh- it changes everything about how you interact with the world and people. Oh yeah, like being at mansion parties with well, politicians, like U.S. senators. Thing. Like these aren't motherfuckers who like they run your local YMCA. Like these are motherfuckers who in the Senate they make the rules. With Den- no debating with Mitch McConnell. That's yeah. niggas we hosting parties for. I think it goes back motherfuckers to- who friends and have dinner with Oprah. I think it goes Those back to the. Uh, the, tr- the the team thing we were talking about earlier, right? Yeah. Like, once you become team rich, right? Mm-hmm. And fucking, You like, hang around rich people, do rich people shit. It's one thing to, like, hang out with your friend who thinks he's a political scientist. He's like, well, if it was up to me, I'd make a baby tax or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, nigga, shut up. You've been drinking, right? But you had a, <laughs> but no, but you had a party with Mitch McConnell, right? This motherfucker makes the rules. Yeah. You can for real have a plan like that. And you're like, you know what, Mitch, I like you. I'm going to give some money to your campaign. But when you get in there... There's a pipeline in Utah I don't like. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah, it's exactly. always a it's always a by the way. But it's also this. Everybody around you is putting on a performance. And you're also oh, putting on yeah. a performance. Because if you're if you're the rich guy or you're a powerful person, even if they're just as powerful as you, they understand he's us adding our power together could do something I couldn't accomplish alone. Oh yeah. So everyone's walking on eggshells and playing this character that you think they want to be. At all times. I would hate You that. know they're playing the character because you're also playing that character because you want to make sure you can rely on your connection to them mm-hmm. if the time arises. Perfect. And so everyone in the room at all times, 24-7, is playing a character. And everybody knows it. Do you know that's why they think manners were invented? That, that makes perfect sense. So a lot of the reasons that manners were invented is for two reasons. One, dudes realize like, hey, if I take a shower and I don't fucking just throw women over my horse, they'll come have sex with me consensually. Right. Yeah. And then another was no, but seriously, <laughs> that's where like our ideas of chivalry come. Like maybe we should treat women nicer, and then they'll want to fuck us instead of us. You know, that's smart. And then another one was to conceal motives. Right. So if I'm, oh, how are you doing? How come on in? You know, hospitality, being nice, yeah. keeping. And like, if you ever notice, like in parties with like people who are like really kind of uptight, their conversations are always about nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. They're always like. Oh, the weather or the sports. Or yeah, the, they're always about nothing because you're all, you're trying to get you're playing, to some. You're playing safe. Yeah, you don't want to say the wrong thing and, and mess it up. That's weird. I think it comes. I think it's natural. I think humans are naturally a little deceptive. Think about it. Monkeys are deceptive. They are. 
monkeys will play games and stuff like that. They will deceive. They'll they'll trick under monkeys. Like they have sounds they can make. So they have a certain sounds that say there's a predator on the ground and the monkeys will run up to the trees. Mm-hmm. Or they'll say there's a hawk and the monkeys will go and hide under something. Mm-hmm. And some monkeys like there's a banana. They'll say there's a hawk, so the other monkeys will run and they can go grab the banana for themselves. Ooh. Monkeys do. So I think it's natural for humans to be like deceptive and things like that. It's a natural part. Mm-hmm. But when you elevate it to that level of billions of dollars and controlling the rules that govern nations, mm-hmm. it just becomes such a fucking. I call it the masquerade. It's all. Everyone has their mask on mm-hmm. and they have the mask that you think you want to see. But dude, now the levels of wealth are almost incomprehensible, right? Like, yes, yeah, the new Jeff, Gilded Age. Jeff, Jeff Bezos could legitimately be a trillionaire. Right. It's the, yeah, it's the new Gilded Age. How do you? I can't even fathom a trillion dollars, right? I, mean, I can't fathom. I sense. can't fathom a fucking hundred thousand dollars. And this man's about to have a trillion, yeah. right? Like, how do you act with that kind of money? Like, nothing. You wake up, right? Just mm. the way you think about shit is different, right? Yeah. Like I said, he has a two hundred year budget. Fucking almost fuck. a two thousand. He has a two thousand year budget soon. It's different. Like if you could plan out everything for you and three generations of your kids for the next two hundred years. And you knew you had infinite money that entire time. What kind of shit would you think and to come up with? First of all, you would probably buy a compound to be like your family's oh, compound yeah. somewhere. Oh, yeah. And you, it will always like be there no matter what shit. happens. Yeah. It's your farm leaves giant. It would be a goddamn castle. <laughs> <laughs> I would build a goddamn castle. It would be some yeah. medieval shit with like land and a big ass fucking bridge that you got to drop down <laughs> to get over the trench. With like, a fucking moat and shit yeah, with some gators mo- in there. Be, yeah, with some gators that we feed. Like it'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. You could you could plan out two hundred years, and you're like, no matter what happens in the next two hundred years, you have this self sustaining compound mm. that you and a hundred of my family members can survive for. Here's the thing: you can do that type. I've never thought of that type of shit. I ain't never had the budget to think of some type of shit. But here's like the that. thing: I think it's different when you start talking generational, right? So I feel like Jeff Bezos can impart unto his kids what he's learned, right? And then mm-hmm. they can impart unto their kids, right? But I feel like as generations go on, especially like that, not not his kids, but his kids' kids, right? Mm-hmm. When all you've ever known is wealth and yes, exactly. Your think about this: ideas of the world are just different. Man, you, we don't come from a lot of money, right? Yeah. Imagine if all you ever knew was thinking two hundred years ahead. That's but, all you grew up with. That's all everybody around you ever spoke and talked about. Yeah. And that's all you thought when you looked at your life and things like that. You're like, I got 200 year budget. I'm going to plan. Let's do some coke. (laughs) You will see. And that's all you know. And then you meet someone that has a two week budget. Mm -hmm. Y'all just can't. You're going to look at them like they're lower. Like, what the fuck is this guy? He's an idiot. There's no reason. There's a reason he's poor. He can't even think straight. But here's the thing. I feel like once you get to like the kids, kids, right? Yeah. I don't think they're thinking about a 200 year budget. All they think of is whenever I want something, I have it. Right, yeah. so nothing really carries weight or has value in a lot of ways, right? That's true. Yeah. So then, what do they do? They go, man, I my dad was talking about that two hundred year shit. Fuck that. I'm in Cancun. Let's do some blow. <laughs> Let's do some blow. Let's yeah, go right? do give some blow to the dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's go jump off a bridge. Like nothing matters. <laughs> yeah, and then think about how that escalates. Like when you do all kind of crazy shit all the time, eventually it just becomes Tuesday. Yeah. So then you got to try some even you got to do some other shit. Mm-hmm. Or, and then that just becomes Tuesday. <laughs> and then you end up with Epstein's Island. 
No, now you end up taking fucking <laughs> benzos and shit. You're in a therapist. Nothing, nothing matters anymore. I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's it's weird. I, oh my god, I tell Mahalia all the time. Oh, that's that's exactly how Hollywood works, right? You mm-hmm. go to these parties and everyone's nice to your face. Um, even when they tell you no, have you been to those like parties and meetings and stuff? Like, dude, so studio? I've gone to. I don't. I hate going to that kind of shit. Right, so like the majority of times, if I'm gonna network, I'll do it on set as I'm doing my job. Like, what do you do? I'm gonna do this. Okay, let's link up. Yeah. But like going to like mixers and things, like my girlfriend is really good at it, right? Yeah. Because like she goes in there, she's dressed like a senator's wife. She can go talk. <laughs> no, seriously. She's yeah, just I know a, exactly what you're talking. She's dressed about. like a senator's like wife, it, and the, then, the outfit and everything is all part of the. Match. Oh yeah, she nails it, bro. I hate it. I I hate it, right? Because the one thing I hate is like you just keep having nothing conversations. Like, what do you do? Oh, my name's Tom, and I do this. I think that was the reason me and you became friends. Yeah. Because we were just like hanging out, and we were just cracking jokes and kicking. That's shit. what I'm saying. Like, and it was like, oh damn, this is actual good conversation, bro. Because my thing is too, like. I don't, I don't trust people who don't have like, I don't, for, first off, I don't trust people who aren't funny and I don't trust people who ain't got advice, right? Like if I'm hanging out with you and like, you're like a straight laced, like, hi, I love Jesus and I'm a vegan. Okay. You ever had a cheeseburger? No, I don't believe in cheeseburgers. Let me tell you about, uh, nope. Can't do it with you. Yeah. I can't do it with you. They're boring. They're boring people. But it's not just that, bro. I don't like hanging out with people because those are the kind of people who will tell you, cause I have a personal belief. I believe that everyone has a price. Everyone does. That's true. And the people who tell you they don't, they're always the most affordable. <laughs> they, no, but they are. That, that's are, a good one. But they are. Like, what's the first thing? They're afraid you'll find out. What that's do all politicians do? I can't be bought by Wall Street. Two weeks in the office. Well, you know what? They need a bailout. <laughs> they need a fucking yeah, bailout, right? right? Yeah. And the next thing you know, you got a fucking yatch. Where'd you get that yatch, Jim? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what that room, like, kind of what those situations, they, at least what they feel like to me. I'm just not good in there because, like, I feel like we're having these nothing conversations. I really don't get to know you. You really don't get to know me. And because there's this weirdness, because we can't say exactly how we feel, because we're afraid of how the other person is going to react, I, uh, it makes me super uncomfortable, yeah. right? Yeah, I agree. Because like, I grew up, and every night for dinner, we would put our everybody would you know put the, turn their cell phones off, turn off the TV, mm-hmm. and we would talk while we ate. Yeah. And that was your opportunity to say anything. And everybody had to t- at the table had to sit there and listen to you got it all out. Yeah. Then you had to sit there and listen to their response. Mm-hmm. And we said some wild shit to each other. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, we just laugh about it and turn the TV back on. Bruh. But I so think- for me, it's like I can't that boring, just regular talk stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I read fucking books about evolution and yeah. human biology. For me, that regular day to day, how the weather shit, it doesn't stimulate my brain at all. Bruh. And like another thing too is I hate I don't like being in places where everyone's agreeing on the same shit all the yeah, fucking it's time. It's, it's bullshit. Like if I want to see people jerk off, I, first off I don't need to see that, right? But like it's basically just like a room full of like that's why church never appealed to me, right? Because like yeah. I remember going to church and they would be like dinosaurs aren't real and everyone would be like yeah and I'm like the you went fuck to a wild church. I'm like what the fuck? It was the '90s, bro. So the, <laughs> here's the, it was the '90s before everyone knew how Google worked, so you could still say stupid oh, you shit. Could say shit and niggas gonna find out, bro. So like like they, they would bring in these traveling pastors and they come in and they'd be like dinosaurs aren't real and they quote some shit. And I'm just like nigga. There's a fucking museum over there with bones in it and they'll be like yeah, right. the devil put those bones in the ground and I'm like okay. So if God, so like, okay, dinosaurs aren't real and God's rich. They go, of course God's rich. Then why the fuck is he always asking me for money? Yeah, right. <laughs> and then they're like, that's the problem, child. He doesn't get it. <laughs> now you're ex- excommunicated from the group, right? Especially now, right? Because everyone, because they're coming from these echo chambers, right? And then yeah. they're coming into society. 
you don't know what's going to trigger somebody. Now, no, me personally. I had a chick that I really liked. Like, we was kicking it hard. Mm-hmm. And it was, I would say shit. Mm-hmm. That's like, eh, I don't believe in God. And she would just lose her fucking <laughs> shit. And she'd be like, how don't you? What about this? Yeah. And it was just the basic arguments against God. Like, yeah. the most basic Everybody knows this type of shit. Mm-hmm. And it was like her mind was blown every time I said something. Bro. But here's the thing. Those kind of people, I don't. I, I try my best not to be around them, right? Because ultimately, we're not... I think the point of an argument, right? I think you can yeah. have civil arguments. Like, I love hanging out with people yeah, who... I love being able to disagree. Who, yeah. If, like, I, I think, like, a good friendship is where you can have a healthy amount of disagreements, right? I don't mm-hmm. think we should, like, we should agree upon everything. Because then we're just jerking each other off. And I don't need that kind yeah. of... Yeah. Like right? I said, women, they just, yeah, girl, yeah, girl. Yeah, but here's the thing. So even like when girls do that, then they have their subgroup. So they'll be like, yeah, girl, in a group. And then they'll be like, too, like, I don't fuck with them. And then like, I don't fuck with them. <laughs> That's true. Bro, like. <laughs> That's true. But that goes back to like women understand the social situation. They do. Women do. They understand how to maneuver. And my girl, we don't. My girl understands it way better than me. Like if I'm, like I said, like, so let's say we're going to go to like a mixer or something. Yeah. I'll throw in some jeans, t-shirt, maybe gold chain, some Nikes. And she'll be like, you look like a thug. Go put on a button shirt. Okay, go shave your fucking head. Put on some clothing. Yeah. For God's sake, stand up straight. Right? Because she she knows what it's like to like what I'm going to wear. Uncomfortable ass shoes. Oh my God. I don't mind the uncomfortable shoes. Okay. Yeah, I do mind the uncomfortable shoes. But my whole thing is like, I want to go in there and feel comfortable because my thing is like, I want you to meet me. Yeah. Right? But she's like, you have to, she's used to having to put the whole, women are, but here's the thing too, because like, women are used to having to like literally be perfect. Right, yeah. so they're used to having to put on makeup, put on nails, put on all these things to be acceptable to the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, especially when you date someone, you live with them, you see two different people. You see the person the world sees, and then you see who you go to bed with. Those are two completely different people. Yeah, and then you realize that women don't wear makeup to impress men. Women wear makeup to impress other girls. Yeah, I think it's like this. I always say, like, as a man, I'm sure you can vouch for this. Yeah, from the day you were born. You're taught your value is to protect and provide. Yeah, you have to do And something. it doesn't matter how smart you are, mm-hmm. how funny you oh, are, yeah. how unique you are, mm-hmm. how educated you are. If you don't have money, you ain't shit. Well, it's not even that. And you have no worth. Chris Chris Rock put it best. He says, um, men can't be loved unconditionally, mm-hmm. right? The dog can be loved unconditionally. Mm-hmm. The kids can be loved unconditionally. A man is loved based upon what he brings to a relationship. Yeah. So if you don't bring something, that goes, that's the same mis- idea. But it's true. If you're not a provider, and good, what are women? It doesn't matter how smart and intelligent I am, mm-hmm. how well spoken I am, how caring of a human being I am. If I look like trash, nobody gives a fuck what I have to say. Yeah. Unless okay. I have, I look. You, you. I've seen it a thousand times where a girl who actually has the interesting personality in conversation mm-hmm. is sitting over talking to one person and the dumb chick that got nice ass titties and a fat <laughs> ass, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, the weather is nice. Man, <laughs> we should go outside. How about we go for a walk? I'm, you see it a thousand times. Women understand that. The same yeah. way men, we understand that. So we bust our ass to get money and be successful. Also, I think and they bust their ass to look good. Men, because like men are clouded by boners. Boners make you do crazy shit. That's true. Boners make you do crazy shit. Like, whenever you're talking to a girl and she gives you a boner, she can talk into a lot of shit. I think That's you should true. wear this fucking. I, I guess I wear Dockers. I think you should go here. Mm-hmm. Fucking boner. Then like. Because we got to work for it. Women don't have to work for it. No, women do have to work for it. I think women have to, they work, have to for work for the dick they want. They don't have to work for dick. They can get dick if they really want. 
There's always dick available. Well, that is it might true. not be the dick they want. It might be some dick. That is like, also some dirty. That ass is also dick. true. Uh, there's always dick around. That is also true. That is very true. Um, oh, I forgot the fuck we were talking. What the fuck are we talking? I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> We've been talking about the difference between men and women for a while. Yeah, but also too, we were talking about value and women they the way they look. Yeah, women put a lot of stock into their value, a lot of value into how they look, right? And like even like look at today. Like, th- if you were going to be a cam girl, if you were even on the fence, now is the time to do it. Yo, for real. Like, you get only fa- Dude, there are girls, like, paying off houses. And here's the thing. Yo, that shit's These true. girls aren't idiots either. Like, it used to be like you had, like, hot, dumb girls, right? Yeah. But, like, Kim Kardashian changed the game. She sucked the right dick. Now her family's billionaires. Kim yeah. Kardashian sucked one dick, and now her family is I had, a, I had a conversation with this girl. OnlyFans. I bought her OnlyFans. I was like, yo, she's fine as fuck. I'm going to talk to her. And you actually, like, you actually have one? No, no, no. I'll, I'll pay for hers. It was like $10. I and I had a conversation. I was like, what do you enjoy about it? Uh-huh. And her answer blew my fucking mind. What'd she say? She was like, I enjoy figuring out how I can get people to pay more money. How I can get people Bruh. to get certain reactions out of people. I was like, yo, she's running a fucking marketing course. Bro. Through her OnlyFans. Her whole thing is like, what do engagement. I do? What How do, do I say? Engagement. What kind of what kind of thumbnails do I use on my videos that get more mm-hmm. engaged? I was like, yo, she's a fucking marketing genius. Oh my god, yes. And how and that was her answer. She was like, she enjoys the challenge, enjoys figuring those things out. And here's the thing: those girls aren't taking that money like, and then just blowing no. it. They're taking it and investing it in shit, bro. Yeah, that's just crazy. And that that's me. I was like, oh, this isn't just some chick. Like, I got a fat mm-hmm. ass. Let me make some money. She's like, oh, I have a business here. Let me figure out how to maximize my business. I think that's why men shame women so much sexually. I don't understand it. Well, I understand it, but I no. think it's bullshit. Here's my thing. So, do you want to know what built the West? Well, it wasn't the railroads and it wasn't gold. It was whorehouses. I can believe that. So, guys would go out west to like San Francisco. You digging for gold all day. And before the yeah. whorehouse showed off, they were literally guys like charging money for you to beat off to a pair of women's panties, right? Mm-hmm. So then, obviously, the yeah, whore they were like an excess of men oh, yeah. to women. Oh yeah. West. So what would happen was, you would have um, whorehouses sprung up everywhere, and a lot of them were run by women. Yeah. Whorehouses in a lot of places became like fucking banks. So if you needed to borrow some money, you you had to go you know to borrow it from the ladies. They already had the individual currency back then. Exactly. Um, but I think that you like think that's why you see so much shame thrown on girls who like figure out how to use their bodies or sexualities to make a shitload of money. Yeah, I think about it like this: What does LeBron James do? He now LeBron James is smart, but guess what? He he uses his body parts mm-hmm. and does fucking fantastical shit. Yeah, on camera. Oh yeah, to make a bunch of money and entertain people. And sell shoes. What are yeah? And what <laughs> what are chicks on OnlyFans and Pornhub doing? They're the using their body shit. to put on a performance to entertain people mm-hmm. and here's, to make money. It's the same shit. You're just using different body parts. I mean, here's my thing too. I I I I love it because like it's it's ultimate freedom, right? I agree too. Yeah. It's like you. This is how you want to make money. Fucking do it, right? Yeah, and here's the thing: it's, if it's you're true capitalism, if you're good at it, you can make a shitload of money. Hell yeah! Right? You ain't gotta be that good at it. It's fat bitches, ugly bitches. Here's the thing. Here's the just, thing: you find that group of one thousand men uh-huh. that just have that fetish, and they all pay five dollars a month, mm-hmm. and they pay a couple of extra there. You making ten thousand dollars a month off this little cult community you have? Men are into a lot of weird shit. Oh yeah, guys are a lot of weird, a lot of weird shit. Oh yeah, and they'll pay for it. Oh, definitely. 
I not me though. Here's the thing, like I don't I can't fathom paying for like porn. Like no. Like porn is free now. Yeah. We all understand. Here's it's thing. like music, like I'll get a streaming service, but that's about it. I'm I wouldn't even do that. Album. There's just so much free porn out there. Yeah, 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 they could stop making porn for the next five years, and you wouldn't run out of shit to uh, watch. Probably next twenty years. I don't jerk off. Yo, that there's much. just like, so much. How much are you jerking off when you run out of porn? Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ! You wear your dick out first. <laughs> oh my god, it's fucking weird, man. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it's crazy. But I, I, I agree with you. It is empowering. It's cap. That's that's it's capital. It's that's literally capitalism. capitalism. When people say. Oh, we need to just open up capitalism and stop doing this corny capitalism stuff. OnlyFans is, is true capitalism, bro. Like you found a way that makes money. You're providing a service, and people are paying for it. Yeah. So you turn it into a business. It's literally supply That's and capitalism. demand. Yeah, supply and demand. I, a part of me, kind of, I wouldn't mind if they brought, like, whorehouses back. I think they should. Like, here's my thing about it. I think my my argument for it is the same argument I have for marijuana, right? So when you take a product that mm-hmm. people love and you make it illegal, people don't stop using it. They just find illicit ways to get it. Yeah, that's true. So when they made alcohol illegal, right, mm-hmm. people found illicit ways to get it and you saw the rise of the mob. When pot was illegal, right, people found illicit ways to get it and you saw the rise of the cartels. Yeah. Um. Prostitution is illegal. Now you see a rise in sex trafficking, right? Yeah, that's true. And to me, it's kind of a win-win because if you legalize it, you... You can tax one, it. Exactly. So the government, like, you get to do what you do best. Because the governments can't create revenue streams. They can just find new things to tax. Tax yeah, that. Exactly. People wouldn't care, right? Then on top of that, you're providing safer working conditions for the girls. True. And you're undermining the need for an illicit sex trafficking. You would destroy the entire black market. Johan Hari talks about it in his book, Chasing the Screen. Yeah. He talks about the um, drugs mm-hmm. and how making drugs illegal around the world has created literally trillions of dollars in drug money for cartels. Oh, fuck yeah. And it creates an entire culture and empowers them. And we've seen it here in America with Prohibition. Like, the moment we made it illegal immediately you have fucking gangs that were super powerful bro and the entire culture built around it and the moment we made it legal that shit disappeared again have you seen like, it was really it was it's kind of weird how just legalizing alcohol really made like al capone and the entire drugs like all of that gangster shit just disappeared it just overnight it yeah was gone. it was, it was kind of crazy how quick it happened bro so i went um i went to california a couple weeks ago and it was it was super interesting right like yeah. in california obviously weed's legal Right, mm-hmm. and you can just go to a store, walk in, go, I want that much weed, and then you walk out, and no one gives a fuck. <laughs> it's literally just like alcohol. And you walk out, and yeah. you get. I got kind of pissed. I'm like, why the fuck isn't everyone doing this? Right, like, yeah. If I'm Frito Lay's or I'm Domino's, I am so behind legal marijuana. I got chips to sell, bitch. Like, mm-hmm. I got pizzas to sell. Like, it it doesn't make. And then on top of that. As a country, it doesn't make sense, right? So let me get, you would rather lock people up and cost tax money, or you could make it legal and create tax revenue. It's You save money in so many different ways. Yeah. So I think there's vested interest in keeping things the way they are. You know what? That's why money, a lot of, so much stuff doesn't change in America. Yeah. Because there's people who have a lot of money and a lot dependent on entire communities mm-hmm. that are dependent on things staying the way they are. You know think how, of like uh, mass incarceration. Oh, fuck yeah. There's entire cities who... To say 50, 60% of their people work at, at the, the prison, jail, yeah. at the prison. Yeah. If so, 
if you tell them we're going to end the drug laws, 90% of people coming in and out of prison is only because of the war on drugs. And here's their the, entire city and their family's livelihood is gone overnight. Mm-hmm. That's just that one city. That doesn't include the lawyers and the entire infrastructure. There's a lot in the politicians mm-hmm. who those private prison companies pay money. Mm-hmm. It's so many people invested in keeping things the way they are. And here's the thing. They're never that transparent, right? So no. they're never like, oh, we want weed to be illegal because, you know, we'd lose jobs. They always say it'll be illegal because it's the devil's rose bush or something And this is like what they're that. doing with weed. They're making it legal, but a small number of people are controlling the market. There's like 80% yeah. of the market is controlled by like four companies already. Yeah, it's weird. And it's get, weird. they're all rich white people that already have money. Yeah. And so guess what happened? It only got legalized because people had people with a lot of money and the power to influence change. Mm-hmm. Saw they had something to benefit from it. Oh yeah. So they allowed the change to happen. It wasn't for some revolution. Mm-hmm. It's it it rolls back to people. Things aren't going to change because the people who had the power to change them benefit off the way things are. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But it, like I said, it's so simple. Like you go and you just buy weed at the store. You like, oh, it was tremendous. Huh. This is. This is nice. Like you it's walk nice. in, there's a fucking guy. He's like, "Hey, dude, what do you want? You want an indica? You want a sativa? Come on over here, man. We got these brownies." <laughs> and like you buy it, and you're like, "Holy shit!" But like, what blows me right is like, especially if you've never smoked pot before, the people who haven't smoked pot, they go, "I want to hop straight to an edible." You're out of your fucking mind. Edibles are a completely different beasts. Edibles to me are. They say weed is a hallucinogen. I think edibles is the true hallucinogen form of weed, bro. Well, it is because fuck, they go fucking crazy when you. Edibles. When you eat, when you smoke marijuana, it's um you get you get it through the capillaries in your lungs, and it, it gets into your bloodstream differently. When you mm-hmm. eat it, it gets digested into your liver, which turns the THC into a completely different compound that's more adjacent to so acid. So it's literal, literally a different drug. Literally, and when you smoke, so like if you smoke like just a flower, you'll mm-hmm. be high for maybe four hours, depending on the bud. If you hit the vape pen, so I bought like a disposable vape, mm-hmm. you hit that bitch. Two hits, you're on, you're on fucking Mars, right? You're gonna be there for a while, dude. You eat an edible, cancel the fucking night, <laughs> cancel the fucking. Night. I think people look like they just got completely like dosed up. And here's the thing on some narcotics with the edibles, they look so innocent. They're like gummy bears, dude, like oh, yeah. I'll, just, I'll eat three of those. No, those my like... mom tried to give me one of them shits. <laughs> like, bitch, I've never smoked a, even a blunt in my life. She's trying to kill me. Here's the thing, it doesn't hit you immediately. It takes like forty five minutes. So what, like that a lot of people. So what a lot of people do is they'll eat one. It, nothing happens in 10 minutes. They'll eat another one. Then they'll eat another one. And then in 40 minutes, when that first one kicks in, guess what, bitch? You're in. It's one of those things where it's going to happen. You're in for a ride. You can go throw up if you want. It's just going to make it worse. You're in for this trip, and there's nothing you can do to yeah, stop it's it. In the, it's here now. You're here now. <laughs> you, she, she at home now. You're here. All, that, all that's left is what you're going to do about it. Bruh. You're going to throw up. You're going to bitch out. You're going to go to sleep. You're going to have a good time. Dog. So what the fuck? What the fuck have you been doing? What if I've because I haven't doing? talked? It feels like I haven't talked to anybody in like ten years. It feels like it. This has been the longest year ever. Bro. Like I said earlier, I was uh, holding parties for politicians, and now I'm working retail. So mostly, what I was doing, like I had a full business plan for the year for music mm-hmm. and everything. For who? Wildcard. Yeah. For so Wildcard what is what is Wildcard? Wildcard Entertainment is my production company where we focus on music and podcast production. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting deeper into content creation. So creating all kinds of videos. We shot six videos. We rented out a studio and shot like six videos the other week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're taking a trip in a couple of days up to the cabin to shoot a, shoot some videos. So we've been traveling, shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a 
with our video team working on a couple of a couple of short film ideas. We're still working out the Kingsport. You know how film production is. Yeah, it's fucking slow. It's stupid. It is slow. It's stupid. There's so many moving parts. <laughs> but we got. I'm gonna tell you about it. I don't want to say it on record, but I'll tell you about my our scary movie character I came up with. It's fucking <laughs> He's fucking brilliant, man. It's fucking brilliant. But man, I've been on my ass. I've been the true fucking COVID sitting at home person. Yeah. I've been on a couple trips with my girl, mm-hmm. me and White Water Rafting. But it's just it's been one of those years where it's a true just like everything stops. Yeah. And it's like a complete reset. Total like, reset. Complete reset on everything. Yeah, fuck what you thought you was gonna do in this year. This yeah, is my so year. Reset on just the way I, you look at because it's, it's different when you in the pool mm-hmm. to to really see the waves. Yeah, it's hard to see what the waves are doing while you in the water. Yeah, but once you come out of the water and you can look at it from outside, mm-hmm. all the waves make perfect sense. You see where the ripples are coming from. Mm-hmm. You see how they're clashing together. Mm-hmm. And then you can jump back in the pool and have a sense of what's going on. That's what it feels like right now. Mm-hmm. Like I was just grinding, and then it was just COVID nineteen hit, <laughs> and everything just stopped and was like, beep, beep, all right, time for a safety break. Everybody out of the pool. <laughs> There's a shock in the water. Everyone get the fuck Everyone out. Everyone out of the pool. And now you got to sit around at the pool while the lifeguards on a break and look at motherfuckers eating fruit on the side. Motherfuckers eating fruit. <laughs> you know how pools eat, bro. Yeah. That's what this year's been. So really this year's been recalibrating, figuring out, all right, mm-hmm. my business plan went to shit. Half the shit we were doing is no longer gonna work, it's no longer viable. Mm-hmm. So where are we gonna get our money from to keep this thing going? Mm-hmm. Um, figuring out where I wanna go as an artist and how I wanna do that. Mm-hmm. I've I've never truly just made myself an artist. That's what I was about to say. Like how I've do you never been an artist before? I've realized every it. every time I've talked to you, I've never talked to you the artist. I've talked to you the yeah. producer or you the CEO, but I've never talked to yeah. you Me the and artist. Jake talked about it the other day and he was like, Man, all is twenty twenty one, we're just gonna be artists. So what's what in what's the difference, right? Are you just for, not thinking about me, business it was like stuff? Me or? and my team, and for me, I always put myself on a back burner. So mm-hmm. I was always making music, and I might release a song here or there. Yeah, but it was never a full focus on me because the way I look at it, what's good for the hive is good for the beef. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I push this guy, if he's the best way for us to gain traction and move forward with our business and our music, mm-hmm. I'm gonna push him first, and I'll just take my com- time when it comes. Okay, I was like, if. If we're trying to build Wildcard as more than just music, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to just, like, I'm going to be an artist, and this going to be about me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, yo, I'm going to build this company, and I'm going to be a part of it, but my me and my artistry isn't going to be the main focus. Yeah. So I've always been like that, or like a producer where I'm producing four or five people, mm-hmm. and I'm also producing myself, but my focus is split between four or five people, so I'm way more of a producer or engineer where I'm working and mm-hmm. I'm mixing. Like, I have about... 10 to 15 songs right now that I got to finish mixing. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm always working. Jesus Christ. I'm always working. So how do you... But being that guy behind the scenes, it was like, I, it was never... I'm not a me, me, me person. Yeah. I've never been that way. It's always about, like, how are we going to accomplish something? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought about the other day. of like, my dream when I die is to have a, a thousand trophies in my trophy case with my name on it so I could scratch my name off and put our name on it. Mm-hmm. Because it, it was, it's never just one person who accomplished that. And to me, accomplishing something as a team and a group is way more fulfilling than just me by myself. But this is the first time I was like, you know what? I've never actually been an artist, and I'm dope as fuck. <laughs> so I'm about to do this shit. I'm about to kill these motherfuckers. I'm about to show them some shit. Like, I'm the dopest motherfucker. Because I'm dope I'm as I'm the dopest fuck. motherfucker. And I, Bro. So when you're... 
So in a lot of ways, you're basically sac- – do you feel like you're ever sacrificing your art for somebody else? Like let's say you get a beat, right? Yeah. You think it's hot. You'd love to spit on it, but you go, oh, man, but I think – I've done that. I've sent beats to Ooh. people bef- as I was making – like as I'm making them, you I got a beat for you. I'm about to finish it up. Send yeah. It to you. And never even attempted to rap on a beat. And I sent it to people. Do you ever like have a regret about that? Is there like one beat that got away? No, because I'm true. <laughs> I'm truly never think about it's just me. Mm-hmm. The way I look at it is like, like let's say me and you on a roll, right? Yeah. And you comedian, we doing shows. If supporting you is gonna help me get to where I'm trying to go, mm-hmm. then I'm not gonna step back and be like, "Why well, Brandon got to be the lead guy? Yeah, right, he got to be." That's he the one selling tickets, allowing me to get in front of crowds yeah. and practice my craft. Yeah, and get better. And so it makes more sense to put him first, mm-hmm. r- at least right now. And so that's to me, that's not a sacrifice. That's mm-hmm. putting a we and what's good for everybody yeah. above what just what I want. And in the long run, I always feel like it's going to come back to, to work. You know, work more for me. So it's like taking less on the front end to get more on the back end. Facts. Facts. And so I never look at it as a sacrifice. But it's just like, man, my whole business plan and everything I was building, half of the relationships, man, I don't even talk to those motherfuckers no more. <laughs> this year has truly been like, yo, everything is Bruh. just reset from scratch. It is just like, well, fuck it. I'm going to do it myself. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... And it's something I want to do. Like, I want to be, like, I know I'm that nigga. Yeah. Like, if nothing Confidence else, I'm, is obviously I'm not intelligent an and I'm great at music. Yeah. That's the two things. Everything else is questionable, nigga. <laughs> like, that's it. That's it. That's just everything else, I don't know. Everything else is questionable. But those two things I'm confident in. It's like, I want to be an artist. I want to be able to push and show people what I can do. And it's also the few times I've really pushed and people have heard my music. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had people call me and be like, yo, you changed my life. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I've had those conversations, and I don't even really got a fan base. And so that's what makes me really be like, I really want to just push myself as an artist. So now that like we're, we're, in, we're in these basically quarantine times, not a lot is happening. Not a lot of moves are happening, right? Yeah. Do you find yourself focusing more on your music and your artistry as an individual now? Because you got the time. Yeah, because I don't really, like, like, I told you about us getting kicked out in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. So basically our landlord called and said, y'all got till tomorrow to get out. Jesus. And that didn't happen. We ended up staying for another two, three months. Cause mm-hmm. It was the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. But, yeah, that happened. And so we shut the studio down. Mm-hmm. And so I hadn't had no, no sessions with nobody. There's no shows. Nobody's holding sessions yeah. anywhere else. And so it was literally just like back in the old days of being in my bedroom, just me, my laptop, and my headphones. Mm-hmm. And then it, I've, got, I've got so much dope stuff. But it really <laughs> reinvigorated that sense of, like, I got in this because I wanted to be an artist. Mm. Like I love creating and I love performing. And those two things Interesting. are like, you You can't, those two things are hard to replace. Yeah. They're hard to replace. Like I, as a filmmaker, I know that sense of when like you create something and you come up with an idea in your head and you spend two, three weeks working on it and then you, you shoot it mm-hmm. and you edit it and you look at it and you like, oh my God, I just created this. It's mine. Mm-hmm. And you ever get that sense of when someone else looks at looks at your stuff and they go, oh, my God. He, he, you made he, that? He, he did a thing. Yo, that's what's dope. I like how you did that part right there. Yeah. And it's that one thing you thought nobody would notice. Mm-hmm. That feeling is fucking, it's irreplaceable. Bro. It's irreplaceable. I don't I don't miss that so much with film because I, I'm out, but now I'm in, like, the theoretical side. So, like, one of the things I've always needed to tighten up on is, like, the fleshing out of characters. Oh, okay. So like I I like writing a lot of comedies and shit, 
Mm-hmm. But my thing is, I always think of funny shit to say, and then everything else just leads to that. So I really make characters just to introduce a funny joke. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been, it's been cool. Um, I actually just got into a, a pretty dope writing class that I'm writing for. That's dope. I think I'm writing for like the school's pilot, so that's pretty sick. But I missed that with stand up. Stand up is probably yeah. the thing I've missed the most. Cause like when you work on that joke and you and you and moved it around, bruh. and it finally clicked, and the whole crowd laughed, and they like, and it's almost like they're looking at you like, but thank not you. E- not even that, bro. I've missed. So when when I got into scad, right, I had this yeah. dumbass idea that oh, I'll get in and I'll do comedy and and do film, and film's just like, nah, bitch, you can't have no other woman. <laughs> So when the pandemic first started and they're like, okay, all your classes are online. I'm like, man, now I have, now I have all this time, dude. I've got like a whole book of just new shit. Right. Yeah. Because one thing I've liked about this time is like, like you said, it's a giant reset. So like now I'm able to step back. And the first thing I thought, like literally the first week of the pandemic, I'm like, man, people who say they're ready for the zombie apocalypse, I want them as far away from me as possible. (laughs) No, the guy who always tells that's you, true. the guy who always tells you he's ready. That's the guy who went on Etsy. He bought a fucking sword. He's got two. He's got two inhalers Yo, and a I rescue have, epipen. I have a Thor. I got my 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 shovel, golden shovel. The fuck are you gonna do? I have my shovel? machete. But that's what I'm saying. I have my I have my seeds. Seeds. I don't have my filters yet though. I gotta get my water filters. But yeah, dog, that's been the one thing because I've just missed the ability to go out. Because the thing with movies. Is there's a lot of people it goes through. Okay, so saying. it starts with it, you. It's never, the, it's never truly your vision. Well, it's your vision, right? But you, yeah. it's a more a collaborative process. So it's yeah. you, you and your idea, then you and the page, then you and a producer, then, a, then you have to distill out to actors, and actors have to distill out the performances, and you get into editing, right? It's just a whole mm-hmm. process. Where with stand up, it can literally be I had an idea in the car, I tried on stage, it either works or it doesn't, and now I had to figure out how it works until it kills. That process. I miss that yeah. process, bro. Like that's that shit. Ugh. It's just, it's kind of like the same process of writing a dope song. Yeah. Like you write and rewrite lines. You like, how does this sound? Oh, I recorded it. It don't sound as good as I thought. If sometimes you record, you'll be like, eh, I don't know about <laughs> this one. And you'll just record it and listen to it and be like, oh my fucking God, this right. shit is gold. Right. I had no idea. Dude. But it's also like, like you said, that response from the crowd when it clicks. Mm-hmm. And everyone laughs, and you're just like, "Oh shit, dude!" It's this that shit's amazing. It's this weird like instant. It's not instantaneous, right? They're like the the times that you kill because you. I've 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 never had two good sets in a row, Mm. right? So when you bomb, you remember, but when you kill, it's like this weird thing when the audience and you are for you're both on the same wavelength, right? It's, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking and about. And it's like this out of body experience because then you stop talking and it's just this whole who the fuck is this person and they just come through. It's and just this it's kind of like this you become like almost in sync. Yeah. What's going on with the crowd and you, and it's almost like you float and everything you're on autopilot. You I think it's like a it's like a feedback loop. Like you give something to the crowd and they send it back and then you react to that yeah. and send something back. And it becomes this feedback loop. And when it starts happening fast yeah. enough and strong enough, it just becomes like almost like it's one thing. And here's the thing. There comes this moment where you're just like, you just go deeper and deeper and deeper. And you're like, okay, how does it happen? I've, I've been thinking about this line. Well, they get, when they when they get little things and they get, oh my God, it's the best. Yeah, it's and the best. I, oh. It's the best. That's how performing music oh. is. It's less of a, like, in, you know, improv. Improvisational, improvisational with stand up. Yeah, but you get that same like feedback with the crowd mm-hmm. when everyone's locked in, and you see their little small reactions to stuff you're saying. Yeah, and, and, and 
you and you see they're really gravitating to the idea and it's like your idea becomes your thoughts become theirs. Yeah. For for as long as the performance is going, it's amazing. Dude, this, this it's literally the one thing I can never find anything to replace. I hate the anxiety. It's amazing. So if like with movies and, and music, right? Mm-hmm. The one thing I hate is the anxiety of it, right? So you you, yeah. you make a script, you write a song, you put it down, you've recorded it, you've mastered it, it's done, right? And then you give it to people, right? Yeah. And I feel like if it, because for me, whenever it doesn't work, I don't feel bad for myself. I'm like, oh my god, I had my first AD out till two in the morning, or. Oh, my fucking DP, he got sick. Or, like, I feel like I've let somebody down, right? Mm-hmm. So the anxiety of, like, people, especially when you write comedy, because comedy and horror are very similar in that they're both set up and payoff, right? And you're expecting a yeah. response from the audience. So it's like, oh, are they going to get it? Are they going to think it's funny? Did I go too far? It's, mm-hmm. oh, I hate that shit. Because, like, when you do stand-up, you find out immediately, oh, that didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> Back to the drawing board. immediate feedback. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's to me. It's similar to because I've been doing martial arts training too during the break. I Wait, started, what? I started MMA, MMA training. What kind of? What We're doing mean? like uh, kickboxing and some jujitsu drills. You got you owe somebody some money. <laughs> nah, it's just it's really like that instant feedback. To me, it's like it's the it's like a cheat code yeah. into making yourself a better. Like, person. um, are you doing it's like American kickboxing? Yeah. Okay. So it's like if you if you're too narrow minded and mm-hmm. you're not focusing on everything happening in the fight. You get punched in the face immediately. Oh fuck yeah! If you can't focus and you're looking at too much stuff at once, mm-hmm. and not focusing in on the important parts, if you're not fo- tunnel visioned enough, mm-hmm. you get punched in the face. Yeah. If you're too arrogant and think you just gonna rampage this guy, mm-hmm. you're gonna get punched in the face. Yeah. If you're not assertive or you're scared and you're not asserting yourself, yeah. he's gonna ram you and you're gonna get immediately punched in the face. And that's good. And so it's like this immediate yeah. feedback of like forcing your brain to be like, oh, process, shit. process, let process. me fix this. Yeah. I swung too far this way or too far that way. And do I guarantee you do about two or three sparring matches. You will see immediate difference in the way your brain thinks, bro, because it's something about that violent combat of someone yeah. literally punching you in the face that immediately just like shocks your brain and be like, OK, this is essential. I can't wait two weeks. I can't go to a therapist. We yeah. need to fix this shit right Immediately. now. Immediately. <laughs> bro. Yes. It's that. I think another thing about martial arts, too, is like people have this weird idea of their relationship with violence, right? Like, Oh, my God. You always God, be talking to people dude. like, man, if you come up to me, I'm going to beat the fuck out of them. I'm going to yeah. run this shit. Like, no. Like, there's a difference between talking and then, like, actually fighting, right? Yeah. And a lot of people have no idea how to handle themselves in a fight. That's true. Because I've been in I was fights when I was younger, but I hadn't really been in a real fight for yeah. years. And me and my business partner, Jake, my brother, we were we had our first sparring match. When we hit the timer, we walked up to each other. It immediately hit us like, oh, shit. Yeah. This nigga's trying to hit me in my face, and he's not holding back. <laughs> and it's different. It's, it's completely different. Like, yeah. you realize your body doesn't react the way you think it's going. Yeah. You ball up. The fist hurt way harder than you think they're going to. Are you guys wrapping they're your, way faster. Are you guys wrapping your hands? Oh, we have full sparring gear. Oh Head to toe sparring gear. We have Wait, are you guys are you sparring at a gym or just in the basement? No, in the yard. In the backyard. Nigga, what? <laughs> oh, what? Hell yeah. Nigga, what? I haven't got my mat yet. I haven't got my mat yet. Excuse, I'm getting no, a mat. I thought you were doing this at a gym. You guys are just out in the backyard hitting Yo, each other? Yo, all the gyms are closed. So who is teaching you guys fucking kickboxing? I'm learning that shit online. Nigga. <laughs> no, the same, the same way you learn everything nowadays. The thing is, like, if, if you practice it, you can learn. Any, you can learn the technique <laughs> online, but you still have to practice it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't practice the technique; it's not going to get better. So you guys, are, the same thing so with what? Anything. You go on YouTube, you find a drill, and then you practice it. 
Yeah. Okay. Are you fine? How do you properly throw a certain kick? Mm-hmm. Like, what? How do you turn your ankles? How do you? When do you turn your hips? Yeah. Where do you pivot? Where do you do it with your arms to make sure you're not leaving yourself open when you're throwing the strike? Yeah. And then you practice it over and over. And if you mess up, you do it again. And you do it again. And you keep practicing that move over and over. Bro, I found it. It's a- to the point where when you're in a natural fight, because when you're in an actual fight, everything you think and you know yeah. goes out the fucking window and your brain yeah. goes basically blank. There's no remember to punch your foot. Blank. Remember to. Like, you be thinking, I need to punch right now. But that's about it. Not even that. You're just thinking, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I realized in our first bar match, I had one punch that I threw correctly. I had been practicing like five, six different combos. It was yeah. one single punch that came out correctly the whole fight. Everything else was floppy and just frantic. And that's why you practice over and over. Jesus so when you in that situation, Christ. your body knows what to do. Y'all is just outside fucking MMA and the shit out of each other. Yeah, I mean, we have we, we bought proper gear. So we brought not, proper yeah, gear. Yeah, we bought proper gear because I was like, yo, we're going to do this shit. We're going to do this shit. I'm not going to fucking. Dude. I'm going to try to knock your head off. I found um, I found a hot yoga studio I'm going to start going to. Okay. And then, I dude, I want to get into um, Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Jake's been practicing Muay Thai. I like Muay Thai. Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu seem like the most complete martial arts, right? I can see that. Because, like, you get... Muay Thai in, for stand-up. Well, just here's the thing. So, like, when you deal with, like, boxing, right? The boxer is, like, my weapons are these two hands, right? Yeah. The kicks boxer is, like, my weapons are these two hands and my elbows and then my knee. Like, I, don't, I don't think they can fucking knee in kickboxing. They have some knee techniques, but they're nowhere near yeah. Muay Thai. Muay Thai's, Muay Thai's knees and elbows aren't. Yeah, Muay Thai is like my knees, my elbows, my head, my feet. Yeah. These are all weapons, right? Yeah. And I think cuz like when you get into certain martial arts like judo, right? Mm-hmm. Um I realized judo wasn't shit when remember um the the Olympics in Brazil? Mhm. Bro, the guy who got third place got robbed on the beach. <laughs> yeah. I'm like you, the third best Those, motherfucker in the some, world in judo. Some of them and are you got built robbed. <laughs> for sport. Some martial arts are built for sport. Oh yeah, and some are built for combat. Yeah. To me, I don't care about the sport part of it. Yeah. Like I enjoy the sparring; it's fun. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like it's about the mental training, training yeah. myself to not be too tunnel vision, to not be too, you know, trying to focus on everything at once to the point I become I get stunned because yeah. I can't focus on it all. I. I would do. Here's the thing that dissuades me from doing. And it's the confidence too. Oh yeah, it's the confidence of like knowing of mastering something. Yeah, of mastering something and knowing I can work with something and be fucking terrible at it, and I can get good at it. Yeah. And that I can walk in any room, any situation, and I can be able to at least protect myself. That's why Keanu Reeves is so chill. Yeah, Keanu Reeves walks into. You notice most real fighters are super fucking chill dudes. They don't. They don't start arguments with motherfuckers. They they'll. They'll disagree with you and just walk away. Like, they're not trying to... Because they understand, like you said, that relationship yeah, fucking, with violence. I Yeah, bro. <laughs> that People do not get that shit. Bro. The only thing that dissuades me from doing jujitsu is I don't think I have the the, hip, the flexibility in my hips. You have to practice it. Cause I don't also, have it either. It uh, sucks. those it, guys who practice jujitsu a lot, they always end up, like, blowing out their back or ACL. And I don't got time for that shit. Yeah. But the thing, it was like when MMA first started, like the UFC, they mm-hmm. realized all the grappling guys were killing the fucking like, Yeah, well, you had uh, Hoist Gracie. Yeah, because the moment they grabbed you, yeah. it was over. Yeah. Like, if you don't know some kind of grappling, at least grappling defense, in a real fight, mm-hmm. if a dude who knows what he's doing grabs you, it's over with. Dude, the craziest strike sh- Striking, you might be able to land mm-hmm. a lucky punch or a lucky kick. If a dude who knows jujitsu grabs you, ain't no lucky. 
dude. You're done. The craziest <laughs> shit is when you see like um, guys who know wrestling, like a Brock Lesnar, right? Yeah. Like a heavyweight who grabs onto like, who was it? I think it was um, <sighs> Francis Ngannou was fighting. Francis Ngannou was a fucking monster. Who was he fighting? He was fighting this white dude. Oh, what was his oh, name? Was it Stipe? Yes. Oh, fucking Dude, Stipe. what was crazy was Stipe is a wrestler, right? Yeah. Francis Ngannou is a fucking giant. He's a he's dude. He's fucking. He has sledgehammers for hands. Bro, that dude is ridiculous. So like, if here's the thing, like if he comes at me, there's nothing I can do. Oh hell, fucking no. He's two hundred and fifty pounds, like six three, six four. Yeah. Like he's solid a fucking, muscles. Used to work in he's a, a fucking cheat code. salt mine. He's a cheat code. Humans are built different. Yeah. Yeah. But like watching Stipe like wrestle him and like kind of ragdoll him, I'm like, oh shit! And there's nothing Francis can do. He's just like, what the yeah. fuck? He's just like, what the <laughs> Even fuck? Even he's like, what the fuck is going on? Dude, there's yeah. there's like, there's levels to shit. There's levels man. to shit. There's you're levels right. to shit. Is you are absolutely right. That's what I say about music. Like I've been making music since I was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm 25. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a vet. I do I'm this shit. It ain't like a motherfucker just walking in the studio and be like, yo, I rap. Like, nah, nigga, I'm a vet. I do this shit. It's, so, it's levels to the shit. So you taught yourself, like... I taught myself pretty much how to write music. I taught myself how to produce music. Mm-hmm. Produce, production, it was a little bit of, like, watching other dudes in the studio. Like, I would hang around the studio with the drug dealers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would just watch. Yeah. And then at night when everybody fell asleep, yeah. I would like sneak on to the computer, start touching, like shit. try to make my own beats. Yeah, and engineering, like I didn't even watch videos. I just kind of seeing how people like I knew what EQing was. So what's the? I kind of knew what compression was. What's the difference between the two? So you have production and engineering. Yeah. So what's the difference? Engineering is just making it sound sound good. Okay. It's arranging things to make it sound the way the producer imagined in their head. Production is deciding what sounds go where. Okay. So, but producer is more of a, like a director. Okay. He decides this goes here. This is going to go here. I'm going to place this here. We're going to put that there because we're trying to get this out of it. Yeah. And the engineer is the editor. So after the, the director does this thing, it's the editor's job to make, to pull all the pieces together to make the director's vision work. That's okay. how the engineer is to the producer. So writing a song. It seems, because yeah. to me, it just seems like fucking magic because I can't do it. How do you, how does, is there like a structure you go for? Is it like a sound? Do you have a yeah. melody? Everybody has, everybody has different. For me, it usually starts with a concept. Okay. Because I read philosophy books and I, I think deeply about philosophy and stuff. So it usually comes out with an idea that I want to tell. Mm-hmm. For instance, my song, uh, The Girl with the Golden Pussy. <laughs> it came up with this whole concept of like this joke I had where I was like, man, these chicks be walking around. And they'll oh spend a hundred dollars on their hair. They'll spend a one twenty on the shoes, fifty dollars on their pants. They spend sixty dollars on a bra that I ain't gonna get to see. <laughs> but they won't spend five dollars on a book. But we talking. You put. I'm supposed to go deeper, and we supposed to have a real conversation. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't even invest into it. So how the fuck am I supposed to value it? You don't value it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the girl, the pussy is. The girl whose pussy is fucking amazing, but that's all she got going for. That's a sad existence. Yeah, and a lot of women live that way. You see it all the time. You think about it. Do you it. think there are dudes that live that way? 
It's dudes who live that way, yeah. But that I, vain, I don't, I don't that think, vanity. I don't think there's too many dudes. Here's the thing. That, it's less. Cause as a, as it's a, less because dudes, I think it, it comes with money. Dudes yeah. are that way when it comes to money. Women are that way when it comes to their look. But here's the thing. I feel like there are more men, like older guys, who would pay to impress a younger girl than there are older women who would pay for younger men. That's true. Because the older woman realizes there's a range of dudes she can get. And here's the thing about being a woman in today's society, too. No matter how old or what you look like, there is a range of dudes who would give anything to fuck you. That's true. But think about it like this. Women's value comes from their beauty. Their to beauty extent. depreciates over time. What happens to men and their money? It goes up. Sometimes. The older, get, older you get, the usually the more money and more wealth you have. Sometimes. On, a, on average. On Sometimes. Average. Yeah. I'm saying on average, the older you get, the more money, the more wealth you accumulate. True, true. Just true. on average. And so it's different. It's different in that sense. If mm-hmm. women could stay fine as fuck till they were 85 years old, mm-hmm. you best believe they'd be still out here trying to be fine as fuck. But here's the thing. I I think women are staying hotter longer. I think they are, too. Right? I've seen some 50-year-olds. Banging. What? Banging. I have this one. Banging. She's going to know who she is. Hey, how you doing? Banging. She's about 45, 46. Banging. And I'll just hit her up, be like, how you doing, beautiful? And she'd be like, hey, what's your cash app? She'd just send me money. And I was just like, she's fucking, Jesus Christ. She's fucking gorgeous. Bro. That's, dude. It's crazy. I don't know. I just, maybe I'm, maybe I'm tripping, but I just feel like women today aren't aging like they used to. I don't feel like anyone's aging like they used to, right? No, we live in a different... Like, it used to be, world. like, if you were, like, back in, like, the turn of the century, when you were 50, you were fucking 50, <laughs> right? Like, you were broken down. You were half a century, ba- nigga. Like, bro, damn. your back was all fucked up. You had a peg leg. You didn't have any of your real teeth. It's two civil wars. <laughs> you lived through two wars. <laughs> At some point in your life, you lived through two major wars. Right? But now You were almost drafted. Or drafted. But now it's like, dude, like... Fucking, I was on Tracy Ellis's Ross's Instagram, which is my oh, god, that's fucking beautiful, bro, banging, she's beautiful, woman. banging, but she's like, she's like fifty something. I couldn't even imagine, and I'm, I, I don't even care, honestly, bro. Facts, facts, beautiful. Even dudes, dudes aren't getting old like yeah. they used to. Like it used to I be. I like, think of some of these actors; they're like 50, 60 years old. Yeah, and you like, holy shit, you play a superhero. Bro, like running around, like Tom Cruise is damn near 60 years old. He's yeah. jumping off of buildings and shit. Exactly. Like, we're we're aging different, man. Things are changing. This shit's is weird, man. I think it's uh, Steven Pinker. He has a whole book about it, how we're living in the greatest time in human history. Like, despite a fucking pandemic mm-hmm. and a goddamn crazy psycho as our president. Yeah. Like... We're still living in the most peaceful, best time in human history. Yeah. Like, we think coronavirus is so bad, so many people have died. Have you looked at, like, the Spanish flu? Oh, like, cholera. Just pick cholera from any year before Dude. the year 1900. Just look at tubercul- Col- tuberculosis. tuberculosis. The flu. Just the common fucking flu. Like, pandemics used to absolutely destroy, like, yeah. wipe out tens millions. of millions. 20% of the population like that all the time. It was a regular occurrence. Dude. Like, even this in these crazy years, we're still, like, this is still probably the best time to be a human. Oh, easily. Easily. Yeah, the best time to be a human. But you know what the problem is? Humans mm. aren't designed for peace. I don't think we are. We are, t- we are designed to always be assessing and looking for a threat. I think this. By the time we became homo sapiens, this is from... Me nerding out. Yeah. On my studies of evolutionary biology. There, we were apex predators. There weren't a lot of animals that can fuck with us because we traveled in groups. 
And so even though we weren't the most powerful, lions couldn't fuck with us because we traveled in groups. We threw shit. Tigers couldn't fuck with us. We traveled in groups. We were the apex predator. Yeah. Who's the biggest threat to us? Other humans. Other groups. And so that's why people have this us versus them mentality. Mm -hmm. Because we've always been, like we said earlier, like we, we have to survive in a group and have that acceptance. But then we also have to defend against other groups. So what do you do? You click up into groups mm-hmm. and you fight against the other group and you make sure that other group is the bad guys. And if you see them coming through the woods, oh shit. Think about it, even in high school in a fucking cafeteria. Oh yeah. People, everybody comes in a high school their freshman year. They don't know fucking nobody. You know, dick. And three weeks later, everybody's in a click. You clicked up. <laughs> and whatever your click is into, that's what you're yeah. into. And look at politics. Bro. Everybody life? clicks up in a group and whatever your group does good, whatever the other group does is bad. It's that us versus them. Life's never literally. It doesn't get more complicated than high school. No, the really dynamics doesn't. that exist in high school. I've just, seen fifty-year-old women, and it looks it's fucking high school, and it's exactly it's creepy when you. It's just it. amplified. Yeah, it's creepy right? when you notice it. Yeah, dude, fucking. I don't think we we we're not designed for peace. We're not designed. We're designed to always be looking out for a threat, right? Yeah. So like, even when you look in a country like America, right? Yeah. Like America has its issues, right? And I talked to some people, I've talked to people on this podcast and they've been like, you know, America's a shithole. It sucks here. And I go, well, we have our issues. Yeah. But we're doing a lot better than other places. Yeah. We're doing a lot. Like Your place is doing better than us and this place is doing worse. Yeah. The thing about America that I like, right? Mm-hmm. We're going through our bullshit right now, which every generation does, right? Yeah. Every generation has gone through its bullshit. The one thing I like about America is... When America was founded, it was founded in a very exclusionary way. So if you weren't a white man with property, you couldn't. You had no say in this country. So that That's excludes black true. people. Excludes They're still, um, when they passed the Housing Act 1947, when they passed out the loans to build all of the suburban housing after World War II, there's still clauses in those houses today that say you can't sell to black people. Yeah. They don't honor them, mm-hmm. but they're still, you can still find Oh, thousands of deeds all around America yeah. where it says you're not allowed to sell this or resell it to African Americans. But even like so, like back in the founding of the country, right? Mm-hmm. Women weren't included, black people weren't included, and white people who didn't own land weren't included, right? Yeah. Those guys, when they built the, when they set up that framework, had no idea that 200 and some odd years from then, a black dude would be president, niggas <laughs> could vote, also women could vote, right? And all these changes they I think nip- women could vote was probably crazier than the black people could vote. You know what's crazy? So Susan B. Anthony and Frederick Douglass used to be like friends, right? Yeah. So um she was like she wasn't like a super abolitionist, but she's like, Man, I fuck with y'all, y'all struggling too. Then black people got the right to vote before women did. And right, she's lost like her fucking mind. she was like, Frederick, we can't we can't hang out. The teens. You're you're now the bad guys. You're the guys who can vote. And what have they been fighting against the whole time? <sighs> Is that I always say like even if we got rid of racism in America, we'll find a way to hate each other. Here's the thing: we'll find a way to fight. I don't think racism is ever going to go anywhere. I don't think it is either. I was just thinking hypothetically, Matt. Oh, think you, about you, tribes you, in Africa. Tribes in Africa killed the shit out of each other and half a thousands of years. They look exactly the fucking same. Ethnically the same. They find re- people find reasons to create a them and a us, bro. That's it's, what it's in our genetics. That's what the fuck sports are. Yeah, like you show up, clicking up. We we wear red, they wear blue. So think, fuck them. Think about <laughs> it like this: everything but the name of the team changes within ten years. The owner, yeah. the coach, the players, mm-hmm. the jersey, the home court. Sometimes even the fucking state that this team is in. Mm-hmm. But you're still a fan. Why? 
because you're part of that team and that's your us and you stick with it. It doesn't make sense outside of like the con- like like what you said. That's exactly what sports <laughs> is. It's us cr- clicking up, bro. Have you heard the uh, the idea that the Olympics is a proxy for war? Um, I can see that. So, um, have you? There was this documentary done by this guy named Brian Fogle. It was about juicing, right? Mm-hmm. So it was about um, the Russian Olympics that were held in Russia in Sochi in 2014. Yeah, dude. It's called oh, I forgot what it's called. Fuck. I watched the shit out of those Olympics. <sighs> Bro, this documentary is crazy. Icarus. It's called Icarus. Mm-hmm. And he it starts out with him trying to figure out how Lance Armstrong beat all the drug tests. Because Lance Armstrong never tested hot. Right? Yeah. He basically had a bunch of niggas snitching. Right? Yeah. Um, so he he does steroids, then he links up with this Russian doctor. And this doctor's like, Oh, I do all the steroids for the Russian national team. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he basically, it was state-sponsored, so the fucking Kremlin and Putin knew about it. Mm-hmm. And the idea being, if we can go out there and we can dominate during the Olympics, which they did, what they do next? What's uh, what's Crimea doing? <laughs> I think that uh, I think it needs some help. <laughs> and then they fucking went and annexed Crimea. They had all That's that. True. Then if you look at his like his um his polling numbers, like his approval ratings, super shitty. Olympics come, we love him. Yeah. I think Putin is also underrated as a fucking tactical genius. Like, he's a trained KGB field officer. Oh, he's not fucking around. He's not a regular nigga that no. just rolls to power. No. He's, a, he's, he's, he, he's a fucking Bond villain. He's literally <laughs> a James Bond villain. Down to, here's like, the thing. He's not, he's not a nigga to play with. When your last name is, like, also the name of a fart, you gotta be tough. Like, you like, can't fuck around. Like, he was a real KGB secret agent manipulating government nigga before. Trained. Even like the enemies of the state, like they they're like poisoning these guys. Yo. And then like having accidents. They go, What happened? He goes, oh, you know, motherfucker fell. You know what can I say? Like, whoa. <laughs> he flipped. What do you, you say? He slipped on ice cube. <laughs> he slipped on ice cube. What can I say? He flipped in Florida. He caught COVID. Bro, do you think <laughs> do you think like they they could actually well no, they did. So did you hear about how they like influenced the election? It's fucking it was crazy. It was three D chess. Yeah, it is. That's why I said Putin is a genius. It's three D chess. He doesn't, he's not just like how we see operatives on TV when it comes to like spies and stuff, where you just go and you plant a bomb. No, you go there and you find people that are disgruntled with the government. Mm-hmm. You teach them how to raise guerrilla warfare. Bro. You teach them how to get the local people to fight for their call. This man. You teach them how to create dissent within the government so that the government is fighting within itself. That's exactly without what guns. they had all of those people doing. Without guns, in without bombs, without force. That man figured out how to weaponize memes. He did. They had it's meme farms. He 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 weaponized social influence, bro. That's what he did. He 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 weaponized social influence and trust that we Down. have with pages with a lot of download, with tweets that have a lot of retweets. And then he un- weaponized social influence. Then understanding like the regions, bro. Like he, they were sending operatives here, and they would just go live in Texas for a year, and they figured out, oh, this you do this here, you do that here. What if we had a Trump uh, rally next to a Black Lives rally, Black Lives Matter rally that. on the same? Like, who I the fuck that. is that thinking genius. like this? The thing is, like, when they were like literally running fake pages for months, just building up followers, bro. building up trust within their audience, and then they could just push out whatever ideas they want. And, they the, get and they would up. get millions. It was like millions of retweets, millions of like reposts. But think about from the stuff they were posting. 
think about this, right? So there's always going to be a language barrier, right? Because there are words yeah. in Russian that don't mean anything in English. And then, like, English is a hard language because we just, we just make shit up. Mm-hmm. To understand our culture to the point that you could fucking just... But they, what they do, I imagine, because Putin is a KGB agent. There's this dude who lives in and lives in America now named Jack Dorsey, Jack Barsky. Yeah, he's a former KGB agent from from the um Soviet Union. Okay, who was a secret sleeper agent in the United States? Oh, wasn't that the guy years. in the FBI? He worked with the FBI. Yeah, but he wasn't in the FBI. He was a software developer. Oh shit! And he lived in like Kansas. And he just, <laughs> of course, he, just, he built software of and stuff. Course. He like was still software and sent it back to Russia every week mm-hmm. at nine p.m. Yeah, on Thursday. Damn, every week for years, and eventually he like defected from the Soviet Union. Uh huh. But the way they, way they were with him is like they taught him American customs. They taught him. He learned English, mm-hmm. and he wasn't Russian. He was German. So nobody suspected he was from yeah, Russia. He was from East Germany. It was before they threw down the Berlin Wall. Oh, so who would suspect him? Yeah. And they gave him the name of a little boy that had died years earlier. So they, they got him. They gave him a fake name to get into Canada. Then he crossed the border and took the identity of a boy who had died. Fuck. And so he had a real social security number, a real name and Fuck. everything. And he lived out of life, had kids and all of that. But I think they have, because Putin is a KGB agent, yeah. he has history of how to do that, those things. He has people around him that he's met over the years that he worked with, the Kremlin, mm-hmm. that also understand those tactics. And they're not just people who learned them on a fucking Instagram, like a YouTube video, like I'm learning martial arts. Like, yeah. nah, these niggas was with the shit. We're pros. It's level, like you said, it's levels to the shit. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I look at Russia, and I don't really see them as like a military threat. I see them more no. as like a they could fuck up. And you know what? It's the same thing we said about men and women. Yeah. There's two different types of violence. There's yeah. two different ways to win the fight. Yeah. Russia understands that. They understand you can't outshoot America. Yeah. We could, the whole fucking world t- could come together and try to fight America. Yeah. And we will fuck them up. <laughs> we got some shit that ain't, we re- got some, they ain't ready for. We got some shit. And Putin understands that. Yeah. But he also understands people. Yeah. He understands social, you know, how to, how to manipulate people socially. Mm-hmm. And he understands that all of that stuff and the politics of it, how he can use it and manipulate it for his game. And he's like, I'll fight that battle. I can win that battle. And they're not going to be ready for it. They don't have defenses for it. They don't have anti-mean missiles. And here's the thing. By the time things come out, y'all been fighting so much that it's, it's one of those things where he doesn't even have to, like, be a part of it. He just has to, like. Put, like it's like it's like you said, rippling water. You push it, and yeah. Then it just gets you see the ripples. Dumb. And once you understand the ripples, you can just like, oh, I just need to poke it here and poke it there, and then the, the ripples are gonna clash here. Now China, China, they don't give a fuck. China, man. I don't think militarily could fuck with us either, but economically, they could ruin America. Yes, dude. Did you see what they did for COVID? Yeah, it was fucking crazy, dude. They so just shit, niggas. You staying home? You no, shutting shit not down. just that. So. When the world had a sort a shortage of um like masks and shit, mm-hmm. dude, the Chinese government was telling nationals to go to stores and basically buy them out and then send everything back to China so they could resell it to the world at a markup. <laughs> That's crazy. China also like I think China dealt with coronavirus different from America because they're authoritarian, so they could just tell you to stay the fuck home. Oh, it wasn't, a, and it wasn't a question. It wasn't a question. You're gonna stay the fuck home, or we're gonna shoot you dead in the street if you leave your house, Bruh. and no one's gonna even know it happened. That's the cr- dude. So I watched this. They had this one documentary on Amazon. It's called the One Child Policy. Yeah, that shit'll. That fuck shit is crazy. Dude. If you're a child born 
like you're a second born child, you don't exist in China. Dude, they were talking. You better, you better not exist. They were talking about like what they would do with girls, right? So in, yeah. in China, it's obviously preferred that you have a boy. But if you can only have one, you go, ah, fucking, you know, we need a son. They would have girls, right? Mm-hmm. They would literally take them to the markets and leave money on their chest with a note that said, "Please take." And they, it, dude, it wasn't anything to see just kids lining the side of the road. That's fucking. There wild. was this one photographer. He went Jesus there, Christ. and he was like taking a. He was doing a photo shoot in like a a, a dump, and he's just like, dude, there are dead bodies, like little t- uh, children dead everywhere. Then they Jesus interviewed this Christ. one lady, bro. This is where this is what we were talking about earlier about belief, right? Mm-hmm. It was this one lady. Her job was to literally go. So like in the bigger cities, it's easier to control the populations. But if you go out into the country, you got you know they're farming. They don't give a fuck. They're gonna make kids as they want. Yeah, dude, she was literally going out. And she said with a straight face, oh, I've done fifteen to 20,000 abortions. Jesus Christ. And I'd do it again if I had to because it's what the country wanted. And I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, that's crazy. Fuck. It's, it's, it's crazy. That's, hey, that's capitalism. Fuck. Supply and demand. But here's the problem, right? So now the ratio's off. So I think the last yeah, time I looked, it's like women. 116 dudes to one girl. That is so crazy. Dude, supply and no demand pussy. like a motherfucker there. <laughs> no pussy, like boy. So now the government propaganda is instead of having one child, you should have two. Yep, they did raise it. But here's the problem. So because the ratio is inverted, right? It's hard to now in China. What you're seeing is like those people who are coming to an age of retirement. Yeah. Don't have enough people paying into the social security from underneath. Yeah, same thing in Japan. Dude, they have a super. They have a super. Huge old population, but not a lot of young too. people. Nobody. And the young people in Japan aren't fucking. No, same thing in South Korea. Nobody's fucking. Yes, yeah, nobody's crazy. fucking in these countries. It's weird. Nobody's fucking. <laughs> it was crazy. So, like in um in Asian countries, uh, I think it's South Korea. If you're a girl and you're over twenty six and you're not married, you're considered a spoiled dove. It's like that in a lot of Asian countries. Fucking shit. Yes, yeah, fucking crazy. But here's the thing: the girls that are there. You can have whatever you want. The ratio, the odds are in forever in your favor, Katniss. <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't have. They they can just wait around. It, this all is gonna be dick. And I feel like women are like there's always dick. There is. There's never not dick. There's never. There's not. never not available dick. Dude, Chris. But dude says like, hey, um, this dick is taken, and you're like, no, it's not. He's like, you're right. That's usually how the conversation <laughs> goes. That's usually. You're... You're right. That's usually how the conversation goes 95% of the time. Oh, Chris Rock had a great bit about it. He's like, anytime a guy opens a door for you or he's nice, he's really offering you dick. Yeah. He's opening the door. Hey, would you like some dick? Well, that's true, dude. Women get dick thrown at them a lot. Like, dudes, I think that's why, like, like, pop stars go crazy. Guys are not designed to have pussy thrown at them. We have no idea how to react to that shit. Like, I don't know. I don't think I've ever had pussy thrown at me other than in a strip club, which that's her job. I've had pussy thrown at me like once or twice. Uh, exactly. It's maybe like once or twice. But as a girl, it's every day, 24-7, someone's yeah, trying yeah, to throw yeah. you some dick. That's true. Fucking crazy, man. Or if you, you if there isn't any, all you got to all you gotta do is just walk, just go anywhere and say pussy available. And then immediately there's dicks like falling out of the fucking sky. Motherfuckers with fucking par- just parachutes dropping dick out yeah. of the air. Dude, my cousin. Fuckers with slingshots. My cousin, um, she'll show me her Instagram from time to time. And like dudes will just send like a dick pic. Like that's a bold opening move. Like we, I know, I've done it. 
That's a. I'm telling you, I that's got a, a nice, bold I got a nice move. Ass dick. That's not cold. You gotta have a nice dick. But that's a bold move. It is a bold. Here's fucking the thing. Move. It's one of those things you would never do in public. Like you would never be like, "Hi, I like you." Boom, just show them the goods, right? No, no, that's what no, a dick no. fig. I think the only time I've ever sent out a, I've only sent out dick pics, and it's only to the girl I'm with now. Because like my mm-hmm. thing is like I don't. Dicks are ugly, right? Like I wouldn't just like want someone to send me a dick pic, and it feels it, it would feel I don't like dick. But like that, well, what? That's too. I like dick. I wouldn't mind getting dick pics because I like dick. I wouldn't want dick pics all the time, every day, twenty four seven. That'd be weird. That'd be weird. I don't know. That's like, a even bold if the move. chick sent me pussy all the time, twenty four seven. I'm like, all right, it was nice a couple of times, like yeah. surprise, but yeah. Oh, it, but sending it, bro. But here's the thing: they're unsolicited dick pics. So it's just like, ah, I think you want to see my dick. And it's like, what the fuck? Come on, man. Oh yeah. That's a that's a. Str- but here's the thing: the reason they're doing that, it's probably worked. It's done. It's like you said earlier. It's the ratio, bro. <laughs> it's the ratio. It's the ratio. It's that's bad. all it is. I just gotta shoot enough. He's time. gotta fucking I gotta shoot. Shoot enough dicks until bro. some DMs. Eventually, one's gonna click. I've gotten pussy that way. I've never. I've gotten pussy one time. That oh way, my god. Where the conversation started with a dick pic. It was. It turned into a completely normal conversation after, after the like dick pic. It was minutes. a normal conversation. It was like after like five minutes. Me and her, cool. I love her to death. She's she's awesome. Fuck. But dude, it's the ratio. Ah uh, yes. It's, that's it, a. That's a bold move. It is. That's a bold it's, move. It's the ratio, man. That's the thing I can't wait for. Is for it's like math. for our generation to start running for president. It's gonna be horrifying. Oh, it's gonna be ho- no fuck that. It's gonna be hilarious because then it's all those dead too. all those unsolicited dick pics are just gonna be on CNN uncensored. And they'd be like, "Is that your penis?" And you'd be like, "Well, first off, that's not my penis. But if it was, I'd be proud to have it. it looks like a God fearing penis, an American <laughs> penis, the kind of penis that would vote for me. You know what I'm saying? Like you try to turn it around, bro. The kind of penis that would vote to end the corruption in this country, bro. Right? Like. <laughs> That's gonna be so funny because then you have to answer it's for gonna it. Be hilarious. It's gonna be fucking funny. I can't wait till I get famous and my dick pics come out. Here's the thing: I might repost. Would them. you? Would you actually want to be famous? You know what? Part of me says no. I want to have the influence to actually change and reach a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But all of the other shit, you don't want the attention. All the other shit is just it's, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's theatrics. Yeah. It's, it's not, none of it's real. It's all it's all social media bullshit and TV bullshit. Yeah. And media generated bullshit. Dude. That's the that's the reason. Like I don't. So I don't really want fame, but I want the actual influence to be like, yo, I want to hold a rally or hold a fundraiser to like. So you gonna be Killer Mike to change some shit? Yeah, Killer Mike. I love Killer Mike. But have you seen his I've show? I've had conversations with Killer Mike. We talked about politics and stuff like that. Dude, have you seen his show? His show's amazing. Oh my god, greatest thing Jesus ever watched. Jesus Christ, his show's amazing. Oh my god, dude, dude is a genius. I think fame is weird, right? And I think fame is definitely weird, especially when it comes once again to women. Like one of the things yeah. that like I don't like is this is a personal preference. I don't like when a girl gets plastic surgery to fix something, right? My whole mm-hmm. thing is I like I love natural bodies, right? So if them titties ain't if them titties ain't big, like rock your natural titties, right? But I don't if, even like weaves, bro. I love like just natural woman. Facts. I love that shit. I think dreadlock, dro, bro, dreads and braids, and it goes dreads, braids, afros, and for me, afros all day. Oh, or what? The, or the knee along and Friday. Remember the milf I was telling you about? She rocked, <laughs> she rocked that sexy ass natural afro. She gonna hear this shit. And she gonna know exactly bro. what I'm talking about. Damn. Hope she ain't got a husband. That'd be weird. I want some. Nah, nah, nah. She don't. She but don't. dog, yeah. I think there's something to that. Like you start, once you become famous, you start doing things not because you want to, but because there's an expectation of it, right? No, like yeah. how many rappers go buy a Lambo not because they want one, but because oh shit, Drake got one, so I gotta flex. Yeah, 
it's, it's a status symbol. It's like I gotta. It's, you playing a game. You know what game you playing. Mm-hmm. When you that you doing that level, when you that family, you in that circle. You know what game you playing. Your relevancy in that circle because they don't hang around regular people. If you hang around regular people and you show up in a goddamn nice ass car, yeah. you don't got to be a Lambo. Bitch is gonna be like, oh, who the fuck is, is that? He? A new Kia? Oh my but god! But they <laughs> hang around other fucking rappers and movie stars, right? And celebrities. And so if they just show up in a goddamn twenty twenty Kia. <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna look at that nigga like you better be LeBron like <laughs> I mean a bit, it, that shit better be a sponsorship <laughs> <Here's the> thing, like, <laughs> even if it was they'd expect you to show up in a, his thing like when they get like, yeah. uh, like well, I remember when they got Blake Griffin to like um, be the spokesman for Kia I'm like that nigga ain't driving no Kia that man's pulling up in a yeah, fucking exactly. 5 series you know BMW get the fuck out of here exactly. like that shit you better be getting sponsored to bring that shit here or, and guess what they're gonna look at you as the nigga with the regular car in those circles you the bottom of the and total no So you gotta me. buy a goddamn Ferrari. That's the thing I don't. Clearing. That's the thing about rap. Rap's kind of a trap, right? Because if you notice, like most rappers, they like have a couple like hit albums and they go do some whole other shit. It is because it's if you st- if you stay hanging around rappers, you are gonna stay buying stupid shit, right? Because you gotta it's keep true. up with it's it's a it's a like a quick burn industry. Yeah, it's like a short term gain mm. at the expense of long term success for most rappers. It's very rare. It's people have very short careers. Yeah. That's another reason, like we were talking earlier, why I always try to be more than just rap. You have to be. Like I try to do business. I try to. I learn about real estate, so eventually I can get into real estate. I mm-hmm. started my my stock portfolio this year. Mm-hmm. How's um, it doing? Doing all right? Yeah, I was doing. I'm doing good. I I made some fucking ridiculous returns this year. It's kind of stupid. I bet. It doesn't make sense. It's it, it's a weird year. Like I'm making off the amount of money I invested, I should have made less than half of what I've had, yeah. I have made so far off my stocks. It's it's kind of stupid. So it's, how old are you? Twenty five. Okay, you're on the way. Yeah, I'm almost, I'm almost thirty, man. It's, it's no, nigga, I'm almost thirty. I'm twenty eight. Me yeah, twenty. Sheesh. Here's the thing. I'm looking at thirty now, and I'm not even tripping. I'm actually kind of excited. Because here's the thing, bro. Your 20s is where you figure out shit, right? I can see So your that. 20s is where you truly become... You either become an individual or you become um, a cog, right? That's I think that's the only a two cog ways you... Wheel. Yeah. Because yeah. you have people who come into their 20s and they're like... It's just like high school. They were part of a clique. They get into college, become part. They join a frat. They become part of another one. I've never even wanted to be part of one. Then they go. Then they go just be part of a company for 36 years and they retire, right? Yeah. Or then you have people who are like, how... Well, how did Jeff Bezos become rich, or how does a company start? And you become an individual. You go experience some shit. You figure out what you like, what you don't like, what kind of goals you're trying to achieve. Are these people you're hanging out with really your friends, or mm-hmm. are they just around because of proximity, right? Mm. And then you start making plans, right? Because obviously you ain't got the capital to do anything, but you know what you do have the capital to do? Read, learn, mm-hmm. talk to people who have been there before you. So, like, right now, like, so like I said, like, what excites me about being 30 is I've already made one big move. So I know what that takes. Yeah. So like my next move is like I I want to I kind of want to go to California. I want to I, I kind of want to move to California, right? So to make that I already know that this was possible. So this is becomes easier. It becomes just another yeah. move. So then it's like okay. So then I get to upgrade this. I get to upgrade that, and things become more real, right? Because you've done it before. You know what mm-hmm. it takes. So it's just about getting to bigger and better things, dude. Yeah, you understand the process. Because you understand the process and the mindset it takes to accomplish yeah. something you're trying to achieve. And then I ain't got no kids. You just can reapply it. Then I got no kids. I got no felonies. So like literally, yeah. I'll be I literally be older and wiser. So all the shit I couldn't afford to do in my twenties, I can now do in my thirties comfortably. Oh, yeah, I've been I've been doing just all kind of shit. Like I have like a hundred dollar flask 
Because I can't. Is that really a hundred dollar flask? It's like a hundred dollar flask. It's real leather. <laughs> okay, that's a good product. You want the bro? First off, nigga was. I didn't pay that for. But it, here's but the thing. I have one, nigga. Like a flask in general. That's a. St- that's a strong That's move. That's some old man shit. That is right? some old man shit. And I have a fucking purse. I have a purse now. I gave up. I, I was like, man, I got bad back. I got pills. I, I got carry. back. Like back. I got pills. I gotta carry. And Stop shit. carry less you know shit. I mean? <laughs> like you know, what carry I mean? less shit. Like I was like, man, I gotta carry shit around. And I realized, yo, but my here, pants are way more comfortable. That's a fanny pack. That's a fanny pack. Just put it around your waist. Oh that's, yeah, that's how you're supposed to wear. But it. I was like, I have a purse. I don't. I don't mind calling it a purse. I don't give thing. a fuck. A fanny pack is a strong move. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Yeah, I don't give. It's 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 that point. Where you just like I'm doing what is convenient and efficient for me. Fuck what you call it. That's how. That's what. That's that's I'm literally wrong. what growing Fuck up you. is, right? Yeah. It's like I'm going to bed right now. Why? Because I got an 8 a.m. call time. Well, we're gonna go out and party. All right. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. We should go tomorrow. I'm tired. Our cousins came and went to go to the strip club. I'm like, all right, I'm good. You're like strip my club? lungs the way they are. And I've never had a desire to. I think you should go. When this is all done, we'll go in the strip club. I've heard your strip club stories. They're they tremendous. They weren't. They're tremendous. They weren't too convincing. Here's the thing. I think it's one of those things you need to go just to see. I probably will one of these days. I figured I'd go by now because rap, but. I've gone and I've seen. So I haven't my, been an artist. Because my thing is this. If my kids come to me and they're like, Daddy, what's a strip club like? All right, nigga. So like the first 15 minutes is I, right, and then it gets creepy. Go in there at 40 bucks. Once that's gone, leave. <laughs> that sounds like the plan. That's true. Like, if you go to the strip club, depending on where you go, because, like, some of the strip clubs here, it's basically performance art, so I can understand staying. Yeah, yeah. But here's Atlanta's my... Atlanta's different. Here's my thing. Here's my rule. I'm not going to fucking some shit in fucking middle of nowhere, Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Look at the titty bar. It's not look, happening. You walk in with 100 bucks. That's for drinks and the girls. Whatever you want to do. But once that money's gone, leave. Leave. What the fuck else you got to do? You ain't going home with one of them? That's true. You ain't that nigga. They ain't your friend. Especially man. here. It ain't like you can walk in with like a thousand dollars and you the nigga. Like they ain't seen that amount of money in two months. Exactly. You can't like, compete. It's Atlanta. Like, nigga, this is Tuesday. Like, fuck you thought. On a random Tuesday, we have niggas with bigger pockets than you are. Dude, like, after like, like I'm so, about to leave with your little ass dick. After uh I went to the strip club for the first time, I realized that rappers who talk about throwing money in the strip clubs are basically talking about charities. I went to this strip, <laughs> but they are. I went to this strip club and I threw money. Like basically, what you're doing is you're bragging about giving to a charity. <laughs> I think it's it's a it's like a brag about this is how much money I have. I have so much I can this literally throw look. it away. I, I can literally throw it at random chicks, and it doesn't affect me. It's just Wednesday. It's this, Wednesday. It's just Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. It's not even a special day. It's not. It's almost Friday. It's, it's none of that. <laughs> it's just. It's the day of the week. Fucking hell. That's that's what I think it is. It's like how I said earlier. Like, what does men? What does our value come from? Our ability to have money and status and be providers. And so them saying I can throw ten thousand dollars on any given day, is just saying, hey, look at how much I'm of a provider I am. Look at how high of a level that I've reached. That's really king shit. That's what it is. Yeah. We haven't escaped that old king mentality. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Because, I mean, like, I have it. Cause, you know, I suffer from depression, so everything hit me a little harder. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm just a little bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I feel it all the time. For, mm-hmm. like, I feel that pressure to, like, I got to have money. No, it's real. I got to have certain things or no one's going to care or respect me. No one's going to want to be around a nigga who don't have no money and can't 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. nobody even was like, why the fuck is this nigga even around? Like, I, I, man, I ain't inviting that nigga. Yeah. And I could be funny as hell, intelligent as hell, bring all of that to the table. But mm-hmm. if I'm the nigga that never has no money mm-hmm. and I ain't built nothing for myself, no one's going to fucking give me the fucking time of day. Dude, that's... I, I understand where you come from with that, bro. Because, like, my yeah. thing is this. And as a man, you might not think about it every way, but you feel it. Here's my thing. I... Ever since I was like 13 years old, there's never been a point in my life outside of my legs being broken that I didn't know how to make money some way. Yeah, you're always thinking about it. Right? So even like they like I can't just sit at the house. I can't just sit at the couch. I got to make a move. Yeah. We got to do something. We got to shake the lead. Or if you are just chilling, you feel like, all right, I can only chill for so long before I got to get back out here. Bro. Right? You feel it. Like, I feel better now that I'm back moving and working at a job I don't want to work at. Yeah. Than I was being just as broke doing nothing. Here's the thing. At least you're you moving, is, right? Even if I yeah. wake up and it's my off day. Like, today was my off day. Dude, yeah. I woke up. I banged out some shit for the podcast. <laughs> I got yeah. you in here. So then tomorrow, fucking reloading. Going to bang out some more shit. Yeah. Going to get the podcast done. And it's going to make it happen. Get to the next day. Even then, it's like you need to feel like you're doing something. You're creating something. You're, you're striving towards something. Or oh, yeah. It's just like, I can't do it. It, it. it drives you crazy. I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't be that kind of person that just sits around yeah. and, and does. But the thing is, that's deeply engraved into men. It, it's like, it's certain, like the same way that's for certain women. Certain men. Like how women, like, from the day they're born, they see how other women are treated because they look a certain way. Oh, yeah. They, they recognize it and they see it. As men, we see how men are looked at because they have a certain amount of money. But also, I think there's we kind understand of, it. There's kind of a difference in how you raise your son versus how you raise your daughter. It's true. That's right? true too. So, like with your son, he falls down. Like, hey, man up, you know, don't cry. Your daughter falls down. Oh my God, how can I help you? Right. The thing about my nieces, right? So I, I got, I got two nieces. They're fucking Puerto Rican, Trinidadian, and Jamaican. Just the fucking so cute. All right, piss them off if you want to. <laughs> but like, my thing is with them, I I lit, like how we talk right here. I talk to them like that, right? I do that with my little cousins and stuff. Mostly because stuff. I want, I never wanted to, to feel weird if they ever had to come to talk to me about anything. And the same time, I want to keep it real because at the yeah. end of the day, I'm a dude too, and I'll tell you exactly what the fuck. I, I say want. you're gonna be an adult way longer than you're gonna be a kid. That is very true. So I might as well get you prepared, and this is gonna happen. This is my thing. So are we gonna pretend like you're a little kid, and you're not gonna be an adult in a couple of years? If I don't like your kid, I'm just gonna lie to them. Like I'm so serious. Like, if, like I'll literally invite them over, and I'll be like, "What's two plus two? Uh, two plus two is four. Except for Jeremy, it's five. And I will have, <laughs> bro. Then I'll give him a five hour energy and let him run loose in your house if I don't fucking like him. Oh fuck, dude, we've been in here, been here for two hours. Really? Yeah. We just blowing through this conversation, bro. It's a time warp in here. It is. It is, bro. What do you uh, what are you working on, guy? You got you working on anything right now? I am. Let me take a just, sip real quick. I'll take a sip, bro. So I have a couple of tracks that I'm working on right now that I'm going to release. We shot some performance videos for them. Mm-hmm. Um, shooting a music video for them soon. The tracks are recorded and mastered, ready to distribute. Okay. I'm just waiting to get a little more so we can get, get my real you know, marketing plan ready. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm about to start pushing out content. So in the fall, this is your fall. You taking over the fall? You the king of the no, shit? No, probably be winter. Okay. Around, around December. Okay. Around November, December where I'm really Merry on. Christmas, It's going to come. Okay. And, we have so I have so much content ready to go. Okay, I got video guys working on editing videos. Mm-hmm. Got that team going. I got me working on the music. Um, got that going. Um, 
it's about that I'm about to finally be just an artist and creative, just for myself. So for once, how do people do? You, how do people get in contact with you? Oh man, and you not, get um, and not to send dick pics. <laughs> Y'all find that page. Congratulations. <laughs> All right, uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's Q Free Mind. Q U E Free Mind. On Twitter at Q underscore Free Mind. Um, you can find me at Q Free Mind on Facebook, but I don't be on there, so you ain't gonna get no response <laughs> for about three years when I finally go check that somebody got a birthday that I gotta confirm that I'm going to. Bro, you know I done missed like seven or eight birthdays. Uh, bro, I done missed like seven or eight years of birthdays, kids bro. Birthday parties and I got scorned for it. But yeah, um, and find my music anywhere. Q Free Mind on Spotify, YouTube, and no Spotify, YouTube. Um, title music, title music pays artists more. So if you can go there, Apple Music, everywhere. Girl with the Golden Pussy out everywhere. Performance video, music video coming out soon. Hope y'all, hope y'all enjoy that one. Yeah, we got it's so it's so much coming. I'm finally about to be an artist, fucking creative. I look forward to it. That's my main thing for the first time. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I look gonna, forward people, to it, people gonna finally get this fucking this fire I've been cooking up. Bro, I look forward to it. You're going to end the year strong. especially. Uh, oh, yeah. It needs to come out in the winter, bro. You need to end the year strong. I really wanted something I want to release on Halloween. Through that horror theme I was telling you about. Dude, fucking do it. Yeah, it's going to be fucking crazy. You fucking do it. Let's do it. You got a month, dog. <laughs> I do. I got a month. I got a Don't. month. We got an open door policy, bro. So anytime you need to come back and talk about something, anything you want to talk about, bro, come through. Oh, definitely. I definitely will. Not too far. <laughs> yeah, dog. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, man. Good to finally sit down and talk. It's been a crazy year to talk to you. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We finished. We're here. Mm. I think it is important, though. Uh, it's one thing we were talking about was to find time to focus on yourself and your art um, instead of helping other people. And I'm not saying you shouldn't help other people, but uh, sometimes... Uh, well, some of us have a tendency to give more and give and give and give and not keep for ourselves. And I think it's important to kind of strike that balance. So I'm happy for them. I'm happy that they're finding their thing and I hope they find success. And if COVID has fucked up your life, guess what? You woke up this morning, you got another day to live so you can do whatever the fuck you want. And you might not be able to do exactly what you want, but you can definitely work towards what you want to do in life. So do it. You know, you got to get big, go hard, skull fuck everything. You dig what I'm saying? Uh, the podcast uh, has an Instagram page now. This is exciting. Very exciting. We're on Instagram where all the young people are. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Art of the Convo. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Joel the Wise. Um, and without that, man, you know, go out, spread positivity and love wherever you go. Call your mom. Tell her you love her. And that's all I got for you, man. Peace. for a word from our sponsors let me ask you something are you someone who's looking into making a podcast but you have no idea where to start 
Start with Anchor. Let me explain. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many other platforms. You can also make money with your podcast without having any minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.